to the Captain Crew Cast of Pods. This is issue number 28. Why did I say issue? This issue? is DC Prime. Wrong <laughs> podcast. I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> episode 28. This is the podcast for a very, very late June and an early July for us. Uh, we apologize for last month. It, unfortunately, with the holidays, it was really, really difficult for us to find time to actually record. So, um, you get the episode early, kind of like what we did several months back. But anyway... Um, we're going to get started in just a second, but first, um, obviously, I am Rob Martin from the Caffeine Group, and joining me tonight is Bill. I'm not going to apologize. Okay. Cat. <laughs> me neither. Fesh. I'm here. Fish. <laughs> I once again apologize for Fesh. <laughs> yes. And Ben. I, I had a clever bangerang to use, but now everybody else is talking about apologies. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> just do it anyway. I'll save bangerang for next time. So, uh, we're going to start off the show the way we start off every other show. So the question I have for everybody tonight is this. Would you rather have your very own luck dragon, if those of you don't remember what a luck dragon is, that's Falcor from The NeverEnding Story. So you could either have your own luck dragon or one of uh, Daenerys' dragons from Game of Thrones. And tonight, I am going to start with... Fish. Okay, so a luck dragon does have its advantages. I realize this. It's very lucky. It'll show up when you need it. And... The only problem that I have with it is, and we're talking like it's from a storybook land inside of the movie. So even when we bring it into the world, real world, it's still a fictional character. Yes. Whereas with the Game of Thrones dragons, since they're the story themselves, when we bring them into the real world, they're real dragons. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to go with real dragons. Okay. But wait a minute. How does Falcor not become a real luck dragon when you pull him into... Well, they're both from novels, so because they're both from fantasy worlds coming into our world. At Falcor is just as much a part of the story as the dragons are to in Game of Thrones. In the fictional setting that he exists in, mm-hmm. he is a fictional character. No, he's not. He's a real character. Well, he is at the end. He becomes a quote-unquote real character. Only because of the wishes and the belief of an imagination. Mm. <laughs> I confused. Okay, I'm going to adjust... <laughs> Falcor as, as, is as real as the dragons from Game of Thrones if they were to come in this universe. Great, okay, now you're going to make him start over. No, I'm still going to f- uh, vote for fire-breathing dragons. Okay, fair enough. How about you, Kat? Um, I mean, Falcor's adorable, but I'm still going to go with the big bad dragons, too, because, I mean, look at how useful they are. And, yeah. Smote enemies, flames. Exactly. Okay. How about you, Bill? So, you know Never Ending Story? Mm-hmm. It's on my list. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for it. So, it can actually speak in English. Looks like I've seen it. It looks like a what? giant puppy yep. mixed with kind of a glow worm. Yep. And it flies using its ears. Yep. I'm taking Fire Breathing Dragon. Okay. <laughs> ben. See, you guys are all lame. I'm going Falcor. Okay. The main reason, the fact that Falcor won't eat me if it gets like angry about something. Man, you had to break the shutout. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, he wasn't going to break the shutout. I'm, I'm going to go no. next and we'll end I with Fesh. I mean, and not only that, but if you want Falcor to be a fire-breathing dragon, all you have to do is wish for it, because it'll happen. Again, luck dragon. Luck dragon. You can, he can be whatever you want him to be. If you want him to be a fire-breathing puppy dog, he'll be a fire-breathing puppy dog. I don't want him to be a puppy dog. I want him to have scales and wings. And so fly. wish for him to have scales and wings and fly. He already flies. He does. Fly with his actual scales. wings and, and he not does, his And he does have scales. They're just furry. No, his, his body is... Oh, that's right. He does have scales on the body, too. So, Falcor, because he won't eat me. I'm also going with Falcor because he won't eat me. And again, it's a luck dragon. 
normal dragons can't hold a conversation with you if you're bored. It's just you, like, you have a luck dragon. You can have full-on, in-depth discussions because it seems to be as equally as intelligent as you are. So, And you will never hear me say after talking to my luck dragon, if I ever do that again, punch me in the face. <laughs> Am I a conversationalist? <laughs> I don't need to have conversations with an imaginary dragon dog thing. I want a real dragon that breathes fire. It's a tool. It is a tool. <laughs> I want it to be my Aww. friend as well as a tool. Exactly. Um, it's like peace, See, I'm imagining it's my child because in the situation I would be in, it would be duplicating the book. Yeah. That's you know what? I changed my mind. I choose Pete. Fair. Okay. <laughs> Fesh. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Falcor. And uh, I'm going with Falcor for some... S- no, 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 no. I, you guys all want a fire-breathing dragon that's a tool, it's a weapon. That's cool. I actually get to strategize with Falcor, right? So it doesn't matter how much fire your dragon breathes, because Falcor came up with a great idea of poisoning that sheep body we left out three miles away that your dragon ate and is now starting to suffer from as he enters the field of battle. You can't do that with a regular dragon, right? Like, you're like, hey, Falcor, we're going to fly over there. And he's like, that's a really bad move. Exactly. (laughs) This is like, this is exactly like how my games of Overwatch go. It starts so good, and then it comes crashing down at the end. There is one con to Falcor. And that's the fact that he can talk about anything that I do. So I have to be careful what I do in front of Falcor. Which no you don't have to do in front of a dragon. You have to be yeah. care- You have to be careful what you do to Falcor. Let's be straight. No fapping. <laughs> oh, First God. rule. Oh, no. All right, so we're gonna move quickly out of that and into, into other things. <laughs> so you know, well, we had multiple conventions to talk about. We're gonna keep this kind of short because only a couple of us can have this conversation. So, uh, real quick, uh, we did go to too many games. So me and Bill were there. Ben actually did to get see us for a little I bit. I raised on my Saturday. hand like you could see that on a podcast. Um, Ben, you were at Heroes and Villains, and Fish, you were at Dexcon. Um, So why don't we just, we'll kick around real quick, we'll start with Dexcon, hit too many games, and then finish up with Heroes and Villains, and we'll just try to do this super quick, uh, that way we can dive into the rest of the episode. Well, the only convention that I've been to before Dexcon was Gen Con, and Gen Con is just, like, huge and sprawling. Dexcon was really nice, it was up in Morristown, New Jersey, Um, and it was all in one hotel, which was great. there was a real sense of community at the convention. The people really know each other and care about each other, and it was a great time. Um, I played in a Star Wars game that was run by uh, Nerdy City. Um, they're a group up in New York. Uh, let's see. I played a crime lord uh, in charge of what would eventually become the Guavian Death Gang. Um, and I had minions, so it was awesome. They wouldn't like that I would call them minions, but I'm going to call them minions for, this, for the short version. Um, but we made 10 million credits by having a box stolen from us. You worked that out. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. So it sounds like a pretty solid time. It was great. Did did you go up to somebody and said, and and say, you should tell that to Conja Club? (laughs) Damn it. There were no representatives from Conja Club at game. There was the Onaka Pirate Gang, but no Conja Club. (laughs) So as far as us for too many games, uh, like I said, we've covered the event uh, multiple times the last couple of years, and this year I got to say I think Bill, you'd agree, it's, much better preparation this year. It's much better. Uh, it's a good convention, and it's getting better every year. Um, and if they keep on this upward trend, it's going to be amazing in a couple of years. Like it's going to be just blow yourself out of the water. Amazing. Yeah, the indie area is getting bigger. Um, 
pretty much everything that we thought last year where the arcade was, which is uh, was this tiny little space, which has now grown immensely. Uh, there was probably three times the amount of arcade games set up, and they were actually set up on Friday, not Saturday. So it was there for the entire event. Uh, their tournament space was all moved in with the arcade, which was really nice to see. They had a much larger space for the music venues. The indie area was drastically larger, and the conference is spaced out much nicer than it ever has been. So it was really nice to see all in all. Um, you know, we had uh, to go through a couple things real fast. Uh, I know, Ben, this is your first time you got to go and actually see the event. What was your thoughts? Uh, I didn't know what to expect when I went in there. I was thinking it was just going to be this small con with a couple vendors, and I walked in, and compared to what I thought it was going to be, it was sprawling. There are a lot of vendors in there, like with classic video games, with classic board games, with new board games. I walked around with you guys and played a couple like card games. What was the one? Uh, Made from scratch. Well, no. Well, that was that one, but there was Bear versus Gorilla versus C- versus Hippie versus CEO. Yes. Yep. Which, not only did I win, but I had the highest point total that he had seen yet with that game. So that was beginner's <laughs> luck. Um, but Made from Scratch was an amazing game. I ended up buying a game while I was there in the, in the movie buff game. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, and I loved it. I can't wait to go back next year and see what... And actually spend some more time there. I only got to spend a couple hours, but... I want to spend a day covering the event and then spend another day just shopping. Yeah. Because it's awesome. So, like I said, um, you, we, you did mention Made from Scratch real quick as well. Uh, me and Bill both ended up playing that game. It was actually, I think, our favorite board game we played there. That's yes. Hands mine, down. Mine too. And we can't wait for it to come out on Kickstarter. Uh, made from scratch game.com, I believe. Yeah. It redirects you to their Facebook page. but They did uh, have a Kickstarter that unfortunately failed, but I think they're coming back with uh, another mindset that I think they're going to lower the cost of the game, but basically it's essentially a cooking game where you're battling it out in the kitchen, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's so, so much fun. A little bit of resource management, a little bit of card management, but uh, it was a lightning fast game and it was a ton of fun to play. Um, and then as far as and that one, our uh, board game show, uh, our video game of show um, was a game called Trap House, which is the best way I can put it really quickly is um, take the game Towerfall Ascension, uh, mix it with a little bit of uh, Fusion Frenzy as kind of an odd way to put it, but if anybody remembers that old Xbox original. Um, but yeah, a very unique, super fun game, had a ton of modes, and every time you walked past that booth, people were hooting and hollering and having a great time. And it was great to see a eight-player couch co-op game uh, built for the PC that I think they're already working towards getting ready to hit, hopefully, PS4, and they're already in talks, so... I can't remember what the name of the game was, but my video game, if I were to give a video game award, it would have been, well, the one we were playing, it was black and white, and it was the Samurai Blind Ages. Blades. Blind Blades. That was a beautiful game for starters. And it was really, it was an art game. Yeah. But it made use of the art in the, you know, actual technique and mechanics of the game. Yeah, so. that was a beautiful game. I can't wait for that one to... But yeah, be able to play. But super cool. Uh, unfortunately, I think you know. Uh, I think the only downside about Blind Blades was the fact that uh, it's fun, but I can see it getting old very quickly. Unfortunately, where I think Trap House had a lot of variety, which is why we did give it the indie video game show. Game show for us overall, definitely though, was uh, uh, made from scratch. So definitely check them out on Twitter. Uh, Nick was an amazing, amazing person that got a chance to talk to us quite a bit about the game, and uh, we wish him the best of luck. But awesome show. Uh, MC Lars was phenomenal. And uh, it was great, too, because we got to see him play alongside uh, Megaran, which was pretty damn cool. But great show again this year. If I'd have known Megaran was going to be there, I would have tried a lot harder to 
<laughs> Mega Ram and MC Lars played together. I know. I wanted yeah. to see Lars hard enough as was. Had I known that, that might have pushed me over the edge. <laughs> I had a Relay for Life event that I had to go to, so that precluded me from going this year. And uh, last but not least, Heroes and Villains. Uh, I've been to, whereas Fish, you've only been to two cons. I've been to a number of cons. Uh, and I will say, without a doubt, this was the most incredible con experience I have ever had covering a con as press. Um, we got set up with an interview with Katie Cassidy from Arrow before we went out. It was the only interview we had going in, but we also happened to see that two previous guests we had on the phone were there and Drew Powell from Gotham and Paul Blackthorne from Arrow. So we approached them. Drew Powell remembered exactly who we were. And that's Butch for those of you who have Butch ever seen Gotham. Butch Kilzine from Gotham, yeah. Uh, and Paul Blackthorne is Quentin Lance. Uh, Katie Cassidy is Laurel Lance. Uh, well, the formal, formerly known as Laurel Lance. Since she's, uh, she's gone. Um, but with Butch, we got to go a little bit behind the scenes of the con. And while we were back there, it pretty much gave us access to behind the scenes all day. And because once security saw us go back there, they kind of thought we belonged back there. So nice. we just kept going back there. Well done. Uh, it's where we interviewed Katie Cassidy. It's where we interviewed Paul Blackthorne. Um, it's where we met and spoke with Willa Holland, Echo Collum, um, Charlotte McKinney, uh, so many other guests that were there that we got to meet with and talk to. And we got to see, while we were backstage, Katrina Law from Arrow, who we interviewed a couple weeks ago in Harrisburg, saw us and remembered us and gave us big hugs. And then it was just, it was such an interesting experience having never... I mean, the con itself is actually, it's very small. It's, it's, it's smaller, it's smaller than too many games for that matter. It's probably about oh, half wow. the size of too many games. Really? Uh, but the guests that they bring in are amazing. And I think that's where they really, that's their strong point because the vendors aren't, there aren't many. And cosplay really wasn't even that strong either. Um, but just the experience alone that we had in getting to see and talk to guests we've had on the phone, but, they remembered who we were, even having been over a year since we spoke to them. That says a lot to us about who we are and our interview process, that they remembered us. Uh, and we just had so much fun with the guests. Drew, we ran into a number of times throughout the day. He would pinch us if he saw us first and say, stop following me. And then we'd do the same to him. And uh, it was just so much, so much fun. There's pictures. There's interviews all up on our website. Uh, I'll plug it now because I'll plug it again later. But nextlevelradioonline.com. On the events tab, you'll see there's a Heroes and Villains link. Click on that, and there's pictures, and in all the interviews, everything's up online. Cool. But it was an incredible experience. All right. Well, now, last final piece of business, because Bill said he had to get a chance to talk oh, about this. Oh, my God. Because it's been released, and <laughs> I'm not constrained by the beta NDA anymore. Pokemon Go. It may be live in your country. It may not be live in your country yet. But it's still live, so it means I can talk about it. And <clears throat> here's my review. It stinks. <laughs> and you I were may, so excited about it last time we talked, too. I may come off as a bit, you know, IGN here because I'm reviewing a beta. Um, but really, unless they made some major changes, it eats your battery life on your phone. Uh, it really almost seems like just a ploy to get you to buy a $35 smartwatch that's not actually a smartwatch. Um in, and really until they add extra stuff to the game, like actually really being able to battle other Pokemon trainers, it's got a whole feel of, oh yeah, go out into the wild and just catch Pokemon. That's it. So in other words, go back to playing Ingress. Yeah, go so, back to playing Ingress, right. waiting for Pokemon <laughs> Go to improve itself in the next couple of months or years. Fair. 
All right, so now we're actually going to get on with the normal part of the show because we have two people that haven't gotten a chance to really say anything. <laughs> so um, I don't talk that much. You guys know I don't talk that much. I know. Silent, but I want really because we be... couldn't shut you up before the podcast yeah. started. <laughs> no, <Okay>. no. <laughs> Different type of conversation. Yes, it is. <laughs> so the question I wanted to pose to everybody as one of our first topics for tonight was this: What fandom or series have you given up on, and why? Um, I was thinking about this when I was kind of going through the list of shows because Game of Thrones is wrapped and me and Kat have been sitting there and I'm like trying to figure out what to watch. And I was kind of like, oh, there's that. Eh, I don't care anymore. There's that. Ah, yeah. And I kept coming up with these things. So I was really curious where you guys all stand before throwing my thoughts into things. It's, so It's funny to me that you had mentioned Game of Thrones in that uh, whole kick because that is what I picked for the series that I've given up on. And you picked giving up on it at the wrong time. But I don't watch, the, watch show. the show. I read he the books. The what books. I'm giving up on uh, is the books. Which is fair. Uh, at that this is point. completely fair. Well, <laughs> I think everybody gave up with the books at this point because there are no more yet. Yeah, that's half the problem. The other half of the problem is, and I called this a few years yes. back, we flip-flopped. For a long time, the, the television viewers, you know, were in absolute fright of, of book readers who already had general ideas of where major plot lines were going. We have now swapped, and I can't, I can't scroll Facebook without seeing four memes, three of which are probably major plot. But I don't think uh, that's destroyers. anything, but I don't think that's really anything you have to worry about with the books, because they've already said before this current season started that they're diverting. They're not following the books. But even George R.R. Martin has come out and said, there has been six or seven major moments of this season yeah. that were in the in books the book. because yeah. the showrunners had to know. So well, all the major yeah. turns of events that have happened in the show the minor, are the ones that are happening in the books. So it's minor events minor that are details. really going to be different. Yeah, minor okay. details may so be different. So they know this person dies, this happens to this person, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. So And, it, and it's not just and it's not just the fact that, that there's a lot of spoilers going on or potential spoilers out there. The other part of it is I'm just sick and tired of waiting six and a half to seven years between books. I was going to say, you'll be That's like 47 true. before the last book comes out. And or he will die I, before yeah, he finishes I'm the really books. getting worried that at It'll this point he's not going to make it. Yeah, he's 67 years old. He's not in the greatest physical shape. Um, you know, if he has as much trouble with uh, seven as he did with six. Maybe Sanderson can come in and save the day for that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> It'll change the entire flavor profile. It, no, it really would. Sanderson's writing. Although, I mean, it worked for Wheel of Time. It worked for Wheel of Time, but, but it was a completely think, different yeah, feel. It would, it would, yeah. I mean, I, was, I read the books, too, and I wasn't... I'll be honest with you. I loved the first three books, but four and five, I didn't like the change in format where they ran congruent with each other. I didn't like the parallel timeline with that where you got some of the characters in one book that you didn't get in the other, yeah. and then it was the other way around. And they ran... The, the time the books ran parallel to each other. I wanted a continuing story, yeah. like you got with the first. I get that. I kind of got turned off. You're not. That. You're not the only one that's complained about that. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. So Game of Thrones is your Game big of Thrones is one. mine. Yep. Okay. How about you, Fish? Oh, I've kind of given up on Agents of Shield. Oh, I did um, too. Yeah. Do. I forgot about it then. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> this I weird tried. thing where it would build for the first half of the season, and then it would just like fizzle out. Fizzle for like. The beginning of the second half of the season, and they they jam as much as they could into like the last three episodes, yeah. and it, it was repetitive. It mm-hmm. just didn't feel as clean as it could be because they always left you with a cliffhanger too. So, uh, Agents of Shield was one of them. Yeah, um, we're like I've a season given up on too. The Walking Dead. I 
But no. Same, same here, yeah. No, I don't agree with you on that, too. And I mean, like, um... Ben's like, lame. So oh, no, tears. dude, we're not done, unfortunately. <laughs> we're gonna break your heart. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, it's nothing to do with sorry. you. Um, I got stuck when they were still going to, I don't even know where, along the train tracks. Terminus? That's the one. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, where I failed I to. Just, I think, yeah, it, That just kind of drug out. The prison, the prison felt like it lasted forever and a half, and then you're like, Come on, no, I like the prison. Yeah, but the story is bad guy. guy. But the storyline they're going into right now is so amazing. They're going to do so much but with it. They lost me three seasons ago. The other one that is unlike Supernatural, I loved it, but it's just—it's a show that unfortunately was really good, but it went on far too long. And even if they had had, I'm sure it's one bad fun. season, and then a season that's okay, and slowly climbing back to something. But unfortunately, when you have when you have to slog through two seasons before it starts getting really great again, that's asking people to spend 48 episodes, which is a lot of TV yeah. for anybody to consume, to get back into the swing of things. The it, difference between Supernatural... Sorry, Vash. Um, no, no. The difference between Supernatural and Walking Dead, though, is Supernatural's going into its, what, 12th season, 11th season, 12th season? You're going to have slumps when you're on television for that long. But, I just think but you know what? Smallville over. suffered from that too. Smallville was one I that I loved. Smallville, but even I admit, as a fan of that show, it had some weak seasons. It ran for mm. ten years. It's going to have. You're not going to have ten strong seasons. I think the problem is TV is too good nowadays. There's so much good stuff on that. Why am I going to spend an hour well, of my TV watching time the, when I can yeah, find something drastically seasons. better to watch? Yeah. yeah. So makes sense. Grinding only makes sense if you don't have any other options. Still, this is going to be a tough one. And it's one that I haven't completely given up on, but I'm thinking about it. And really how CBS handles it in the next coming years is going to play a lot into it is Star Trek. Ah. Because the movies have been eh, not so great since the the first reboot. Um, You know, Wrath of Khan was where, you know, they built it up. No, it's not Rathacon. No, it's not Rathacon. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Benedict Cumberbatch, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's Rathacon. <laughs> and it's shit. I enjoyed it. It's, it was a, it was was a go a see it. It's enjoyable, but so. it doesn't really fit. Like It's it, no original Rathacon. No, no. Nowhere close. And this next one, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess, because Simon Pegg did a bit of the writing and directing, I think? Well, it's all, it's directed or, by Justin Lin, who directed Fast and the Furious, so you'll probably see the Enterprise drive out of uh, one building and into another building. That's another series I've given <laughs> up on. I gave up on the Fast and the Furious after uh, the first one. <laughs> but no, with Star Trek and the new series coming out on CBS, which it sounds like they... Said no, it's not. It's going to be on CBS and not 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 restricted to the app. Well, see, I heard otherwise. I heard it's going to be strictly online. I heard it's going to be the CBS access. But what gives me a little bit of hope about the series too, though, is that it's not the movie timeline. It is the original timeline, right, which is you know is good. Yeah, I I love the original timeline. I love TNG. I love the original series. I love Voyager. I love Deep Space Nine. Enterprise. I still haven't finished yet. I haven't even started it. So. How about what? What is one of your main ones? Um, a weird one is uh that one book series I was trying to do because like I love urban fantasy books and when I get really hooked into one I will blow through books really fast. But like everyone was touting Mercy Thompson, I think it's the Mercy Thompson's Patricia Briggs. It's a huge urban fantasy series and like I've seen nothing but glowing reviews. I tried the first book and it did not vibe with me and I was like, okay, I'll try the second one. 
maybe it's just a fluke. And I normally don't do that. I didn't like the second either. I'm like, I'm giving up on this. So yeah. that one is toast. I think a big one for me, off the bat, and I hate to say it, is Doctor Who. Oh, no! Oh, um, we're breaking it. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but it feels like ever since we lost uh, the second Doctor back in the reboot... Uh, David Tennant. David Tennant. We just haven't... The show has been on a constant decline. Like, Matt Smith was not my favorite Doctor. I didn't think he was horrible. Uh, I thought a lot of it had to do with his companions. And that's, again, just me. Um, I know a lot of people loved uh, you know, Amy and Rory uh, a ton. Uh, they were not for me. And then when Clara came in, I was like, okay, it's going to be a nice change of pace. And it never felt like it ever got there. And then when we hit Capaldi, I'm you know, like, well, this could I be very, Capaldi as very doctor, but... fun. But the stories were very boring. I have to ask, did you watch the second season of Capaldi? Because it was hands down did, better right? than the first. Didn't we? I didn't even watch the, the, the first is, season also, of Capaldi. I gave one, up by then. One of the things that with Doctor Who, though, too, is the lack of availability for us, at least, because we don't do cable. Oh, I don't either. Netflix but I still. Plus. Yeah. And so we were, you know, we saw the last, like, we caught up with Doctor Who when it came out on Netflix. And, like, it's the same thing. Like, we still haven't finished Warehouse 13 because it's impossible to freaking find the rest of it. Without spending close to $25 for six episodes, which is obscene, you know. Which is silly, yeah. Um, but I mean, like... There are other things to watch. But I think the problem with Doctor Who was, for me, it was like, what pulled me into the reboot? Because I would never watch Doctor Who growing up. Uh, I liked that it was kind of this creepy, twisted sci-fi. And it felt like it turned into an action family comedy constantly. And that's not what brought me to Doctor Who originally. Like, um... Eccleston, it was creepy and twisted, and there was weird stuff. And yeah, it was low, a little low budget, but that had a little bit of charm to it. I loved characters like Captain Jack, and I loved Eccleston's kind of creepy, twisted, like very beaten down version of the character. And then when it switched to Tenet, he was a little bit more upbeat, but some of the stories were still creepy and twisted. And it felt like we never really got back to much of that. Um, and it felt like, you know, here's all these new characters that you're, you're supposed to care about. Like River Song and all these ones, and they just never clicked for me as characters oh. I cared about. You didn't care about River Song? I did when it was the single episode, but the more and more she got crammed down my throat, really? she lost a lot of what I thought <clears throat> made okay. her special. Okay. Um, I mean, and the things are like, you know, like, you know, uh, the Weeping Angels were great characters when oh. you saw them in one episode. Yeah. And then when they said, we're going to show them to you 12 times, they what? became like the Daleks. They didn't mean anything anymore. Not only did they not mean anything, the physics of their interaction with the world around them changed every single time you saw, time them. You saw them. I mean, come on. Like, if the Statue of Liberty was a weeping angel, how did no? How was nobody looking at the Statue yeah. of Liberty? But it was, it, was dis- yeah. it was disappointing. I think it was one of those things is where that show just... I know I'll eventually catch up, but I don't care if I don't catch up for another six years. Like, it's not nagging at me when everybody's like, oh, there's the Christmas special and the Easter special and the new season's going to start. And I'm like... Whatever. It's all good. God, Doctor Who, How about Game, you? Of, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. I need a hug. <laughs> um, I've given up on The Flash. What? <laughs> I'm sure you have. No. Uh, I was going to say The Flash and Back to the Future, but anybody, <laughs> anybody who knows me knows yeah. that is that farthest from the truth. Uh, no, I'm a little disappointed because this was a show that I raved about last year. I thought was fantastic. And wasn't sure it was going to get a second season because it was supposed to be a one-off, but they, they brought it back for a second season, and I'm tired of it already. It's Wayward Pines. Oh, yeah? I was really into it. I heard it. good things about it. That's what the was first season was incredible because it was off a book that was already written, and but this second this second season, 
Um, I got distracted. Uh, the second season is a completely original story, and it, it's not nearly as good as the first one. Like, I've, I've kind of given up on... Not to mention the fact that because they didn't know it was coming back for a second season, spoiler alert, the main characters from the first one that you grew to like were actually killed off by the end of the season. So now you're coming back into a second season with an all-new story and all-new characters that you don't know anything about. And it's just, I'm not finding it nearly as good as it was when it started. Okay, well, we all have one at least in now at this point. Like, does anybody have a second that, or like a, even honestly, keep in mind too, fandoms don't have to be just TV shows we've watched in the last five, six years, so on and so forth. I mean, this could be stuff that you love when you were even growing up. Oh, I have one. We have okay. time. <laughs> Speaking Aww. of real, sorry. Um, it was one of those things. Sorry, we apologize. This just became a totally other podcast. <laughs> hey. Back to books. Sorry. Don't you ever um, do that I know, sorry. But, um, no, Wheel of Time, um, I think I was into, I got to book six. That's and actually quite a ways for your reading habits. I, no, I, I know, know yeah. I know. And I'm I normally, like, that. so I got to book six with it, and, like, because I, I really, I really did enjoy it, but the problem was I got to book six, and I remember I put it down for some reason, like, for a couple weeks. And I went back and I looked at, like, where I was. I didn't recognize anything <laughs> at all. I had no branching on point, And I was just like, all right, we've deviated way too far from, like, I even looked before a couple chapters. And I was like, I don't even know who anyone is. The other <laughs> eight books were also a thousand pages per. So just so, <laughs> so you're now, aware. Now I feel fine that no, I, I didn't finish. <laughs> I ran into that same problem when I was reading. Now I've read the whole series the issue yeah. that i had is when i caught up i caught up around book seven and then i had to do the two or three okay. year obligatory Wait waits in between and the problem was new book would come out and you're absolutely right there's so many characters and so many intertwisted plot lines yes i would have to go all the way back to the beginning months before the new book would come out reread you the need, entire like, a series on yeah hand yeah to it's, actually like navigate through these it's problems. really really rough <laughs> yeah. really rough so Anybody else have a, a second that kind of clicks in in their head right now? I hate to say it, I might not play the new Doom game. Actually, I can tell you this now, that new Doom game is phenomenal. I've heard both ways with it. Multiplayer, bad. But okay. I never played Doom for multiplayer. That's true. Um, unless you were hooked up on a land, like for a land no, no, or something like that. No, I did that with Quake. Yeah. But the new Doom is everything you wanted Doom 3 to originally be. Okay. This is fast. It's not regening health. It's not reloading guns. It is fast, quick. You get a little bit of corridor stuff, then it dumps into big arenas where you have to slog through. It's still finding key cards. It is classic Doom at full speed, just the way that you remembered it, just with nicer graphics. And a fun story that's silly, and it knows it's silly. Like, they did it right. They absolutely did it right. I still might not play it. That's fair enough. <laughs> but I would say if it's, you ever see it in, in a discount on Steam and it's low enough for you, try it. I think you'd happily like it if you love the original Doom 1 and 2. Um, I, I guess on the same note of video games, it's been a while, but I kind of wrote off Final Fantasy after 8. That's Oh, yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, like, I just I haven't played any of them since then because I've really I had no 10. interest. The dynamics of the game kind of changed. Time. The play style of the game changed. I just... I, I'm, I'm better off, I enjoyed more like what Final Fantasy VII was in that style. I don't like the full movement around and everything now. I, I like turn-based Final Fantasy. Nine was really good. I heard Nine was um, Nine they was had the animation really well, and it was cartoonish. 
It wasn't as serious as eight. It was more scaled back towards seven with the cartoon quality of it. Okay. Um, and I've been playing since one. I'd say I, so, I had played them early too. Yeah. So I, I wasn't too thrilled with changes, um, but I never gave nine a shot because I wasn't happy not, with eight. Nine so. was still on the PS one, mm-hmm. and it was the last one for the PS one. And they went. They knew how to use all the. You know how it works with game development. You yeah. Eventually, figure out how to use all the little perks that you can manage. It was. The peak of a Final Fantasy game on the PlayStation. Well, maybe I have to find an emulator of night <laughs> and give it a shot. Well, you have a PS. Well, do you have a PS3? I have a PS4. Ah, never mind. Exactly. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah. It hit the wall. Like three, really, you know, kind of hit you, you know, hit you in the feels with uh, how bad it was. <laughs> then four was really good. And then but four was he... really good, but it was just like, hey, look, I'm playing pirates. This is awesome. And that was about it. Like the story was like, okay, you, you know what, what you do with the real life story. You know what it could have been. And I think the smarter thing for them to would have done is purchase the Sid Meier's Pirates license and just make it a full blown pirates game that had nothing to do with Templars and any of the other bullshit and Abstergo. Game. We just want to play pirates, guys. And because the thing is, that was that was the only Assassin's Creed I ever cared about was Black Flag, and it was fun. It was a really fun pirates game. But when they stopped doing anything interesting, and then it was like, hey, we're back to cities, yep. and you're like, I don't really care anymore. Yep. So uh, for me, I got to say one of the things I hate to say because it's one of my favorite thing, favorite classic video game series, and I still go back and play the old ones, Castlevania. Hmm. Konami has fallen apart as a gaming company, and I do not trust if they were ever to do anything to try to make waves again, aside from making PES soccer games. Um, they proved it with Hideo Kojima when they just pretty much destroyed him as a human being with Metal Gear and everything else they've done with their, their library over the last maybe 10 years. They've never successfully made that game good in 3D ever. Uh, they couldn't change with the times, and I... Don't wish to give them another chance. I will continue to play the ones that I love uh, and keep a good memory of it as opposed to continuing to try and pray and hope that that series is going to be great once again. Instead, I'm going to play the creator of Castlevania's new stuff that is not Castlevania. That's essentially the same thing. So. Um, Only other thing I can think of in form of television... um, I lost interest in this show, but yet I kind of continued to watch it because I needed to see how it wrapped up. And when I did, I was extremely disappointed. Um, Dexter. Dexter, I heard the ending Dexter was a great show, even yeah. all through four, and then after season four, which is... Are they bringing it back? I think it's been rumored, but I don't know if they ever will. Um, after season four, it kind of started slowly snowballing downhill, and it was it turned into... It went from season four being one of the best seasons of television I had ever seen to season eight being the worst finale of any show ever. Um, and I don't want to compare it to Lost because I enjoyed Lost. I know we're on a difference of opinion with that one, too. Uh, I enjoyed Lost the all the way. We gave up at season three. Really? I really enjoyed it, too. I don't know if for some we just reason we just stopped. dropped it and never picked it back up. Because it was tough. Like, sometimes it's tough to, like, go back and get back into something. Start over. It's worth it. From the beginning. No. I need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, gunned after his four favorite, most, <laughs> most of his favorite shows. And I and it had nothing to do with that. It's just, uh, and bear in mind, giving up on a fandom 
it sometimes could be we put it on the shelf and maybe in years from now we're gonna dust yes, it off yes, and maybe go back to it. But at the point right now, I'm not in a rush to watch, you know, Walking Dead and Supernatural. And I know there's gonna be a night where I'm like, I've got nothing to watch. I'm gonna jump on Netflix. I'm like, you know what? I didn't see the last two seasons of Supernatural. Maybe I'll start watching it as my nighttime show. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> if anybody no. at any point during this conversation Don't said back to the no. future, I was never coming back to this podcast. Well, that series is done. It's, yeah. it's finite and it's finished, and it's never going to get changed until the mechas dies. Yeah, yeah Ben, I only watched half of the first and even, movie. And even then, I will buy the rights to it so that nobody can do it until I die. <laughs> Out of curiosity, I'm throwing this way off topic. What what would your feelings be on a reboot of Back to the never. Future? Okay. Never, never, never. I was never. just curious. All right, no. That's now I was just curious. Now I I know this is still staying off topic, and I were I have had ideas. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, no. I'll keep this quick. I've had ideas for the possibility of a continuation of the story thirty years later in the form of maybe a television series. Um, I actually had an idea for like it's actually a school. Where Doc Brown is the dean of this academy, and this is a science academy that teaches about time travel and stuff. And actually, it's more based off of the story from Back to the Future of the Ride, where the DeLorean is stolen, and they have to go, and it becomes an adventure to get the DeLorean back using other time machines. But as far as a reboot of the original story, never. Should never be touched. After the podcast is over, we should revisit this conversation around a certain movie that will be coming out in the near future... Involving yeah. ghosts. Yeah. And we're just going to leave it at oh, that. God. Yeah. We're going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> We've had a lot of that conversation. Yep. We're not going to We're not going <laughs> yes. to do it now. now. We're not going to do it now. Does anybody have any last final ones? Yeah. Dune. The Dune series. Yes. I'm getting sick and tired of the fact that Frank Herbert hasn't written anything since the mid-80s. And it's it's just, you know, if you can't finish up Dune... He really had the nerve I know. to he die when he... When he did. Yeah. Like, he, he knew what I was talking about. Yeah. It's a terrible joke and I apologize. Did he die during writing it? He wasn't, yeah, he d- was not able to complete the Dune series. And uh, I've mentioned it here before that it has a constant point of sorrow for me. Constant. I get that. that yeah. Right. Well, you know, we're going to spin out of one conversation of things that we've given up on and now go to things that we now realize are not as good as we remember. So, uh, so the, this other question for everybody tonight is this, is uh, what old properties did you love and, I mean, absolutely love like near and dear to your heart growing up that you've gone back to since you've become an adult that are just kind of make you a little sad and they're not like that memory that you had of them you really wish you'd never turned the TV on I'm like I picked up that DVD set of this favorite cartoon and oh man it's now just those memories are just destroyed <laughs> any old Adam Sandler film ever oh. what you are out of your mind I disagree oh, Happy Gilmore and, and Billy Madison it's and Waterboy oh, yeah. come on they're a little Waterboy. They are still. Camp. They still hold up. They're still hysterical. I, I agree. Your camp. <laughs> no, I agree with you, Ben. All right. Well, Fesh, you you gunned your hand up before I even got to that. Yeah. Point. Well, because earlier I was, we were discussing this, uh, uh, and one of them popped into mind: X Files. Because I recently tried to rewatch the X Files. Because I loved X Files when I was younger. I didn't catch every single episode. But I caught enough episodes that I mean, it, I, I really enjoyed it. It seemed super mysterious and what's going on behind the scenes. So I set the goal recently to rewatch the X. Yeah. I mean, it's on Netflix. So I was like, oh, all this. No, it just, I went back to it and I was like, there is some crap here. So. So there is the sadness. So I apologize if there's any weird audio issues right now. My computer's being a dick. So. It's removing uh, cats in progress. 
It should be okay. We still got waveforms. Yeah, we're good. But anyway, yeah, X Files. When you revisit it, and I partially revisited it because they 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 kicked it back on again with mm. the six uh, the six part miniseries. And I'm like, you know, I want to go back. I want to see the arc. I want to see all the the yeah. And I didn't realize how cheesy and just kind of weak that that series was. Now for its time, it was fine because it really wasn't up against much. But like I've been watching Fringe lately. And that completely blows any of the X-Files attempts at having, like, this overarching crazy stuff going on. You know, for me, i got to definitely say... I hate to say it because it was one of the things I loved more than anything else when I was a kid. Transformers. Mm-hmm. I adored <laughs> yeah. Transformers as a cartoon. And it's still one of those... It was the first time I remember crying in a movie theater. Ever. Was the Transformers movie when they, like, brutally killed... Tons of characters from my, from like, my very short life at that point that I've like grasped onto as security blankets. Like, all my favorite characters, including Optimus Prime, in the first 20 minutes of the movie are brutally killed. And I did not know what to do. <laughs> With magnets? <laughs> you, I don't you, remember seeing that one. You didn't pre-order and buy the entire series on on DVD like I did. I did. I had only it. to watch no, no, the no. first disc and I, then realize this is not what I remember. Oh no, no. I what I did was I actually bought them before they said here's the whole series as they were coming out in box sets season by season and then when they decided to bleed us for more money half season by half season mm-hmm. when I owned every one of those and spent all the money and I watched them repeatedly and like this is great this is great and I'm in my early 20s and then somewhere along the lines I guess around season 3 when I'm buying these I'm like why am I paying money for this? And I'm like, what am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. These purchases now result to 275 some odd dollars of a really not good TV show. <laughs> but you know what? I will say this. The animated movie, on the other hand, was still actually really well done because there was production value. It was actually well written. And, you know, when I think a lot of that also solidified what I saw at least three of the Michael Bay movies, and I'm like, just because I love this, it doesn't mean it's for me anymore. And I gave up. And I realized that I knew that 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 was no longer made for me, and it actually was never really that good, and they just had a stroke (laughs) of genius for a 90-minute special, basically, that was on the big screen. And that's all it was. That makes sense. Um, So when we had the thing in April with... um Watching the old cartoons and stuff like that. I mean, we watched, me and my brother watched Thundercats all the freaking time. Holy shit. Returning back to that, I was like, The funny thing is. Take it away. I don't want it anymore. For, for when we did, we every, every couple years, we try to do a cartoon night with all of our friends where everybody gives us a cartoon that they loved near and dear that was very special to them. And I would go, and if they didn't give me an episode they wanted, I would go and hunt wikis down for the best episodes of every one of these shows. So the episodes that we're talking about, if anybody brings that up, were the number one best episode as stated by fans of the shows. And that still doesn't help sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, no, not with Thundercats. It was pretty terrible. Also, I enjoyed the X-Men cartoon a lot as kids, but like, as a kid, but like, were you watching it? Holy fuck, those accents. They're really great. <laughs> yeah, like you go in like, the bad Cajun accents and uh-huh. the Southern Bell accents for Rogue Gambit. They smack Gambit you over the face with it. Like, <laughs> Oof, are they rough? They are very, very rough. 
Um, I know one particular show that I remember loving when I was a kid, and I went back. I was able to find it online, and I went back and I watched it, and I watched ten minutes of the pilot episode, and realized that as a kid I was a moron. <laughs> Um, because the show was not funny at all, was Dinosaurs. Oh, oh yes. The, the Jim Henson yes. live action or it puppet. Was a for, it feeded its time for being a live, yeah, yeah well, not, it wasn't For being a sitcom, live, with, a sitcom like, with puppets. puppets yes. Yeah. And I remember loving it when I was a kid, you know, the baby, not the mama, not the mama, hitting, not the mama. hitting him with a frying pan. And I went back and I watched the first 10 minutes of that episode, of that first episode, I didn't laugh once. I'm like, this is retarded. And you know what? I know that moment because it's when any of us here has ever bought a DVD of an old favorite show and you pop it in and you're, you open up the wrapper, you're super excited, you pop it in your displayer, and you got a big smile on your face when you see the animated like menus and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then you're like, it, you, the intro starts and you're still really happy and the episode starts and you're still really happy and then somebody says something and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I was the pilot, so it's not going to be that it's yeah. not going to be the best episode of the show, and it continues. You can watch the second episode, and your face drops just a little bit more. And then you get melt five minutes in that episode, and you're like, I don't think it's going to get better. <laughs> you just described my entire experience when I bought the collector's edition of the Snorks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. No, you loved the Snorks. I wasn't allowed to watch the Snorks. Really? Yeah, at first I... they had phallic symbols no, on their head? When I was a kid, I thought it was because my parents were trying to steer me away from stuff that they thought wasn't going to be appropriate. Or it, it, no, it's because they knew it was stupid. And they didn't want to be forced to watch it. So I didn't get to watch the Smurfs, the Snorks. Totally and now as an adult going back watching some of that, I'm like, oh no, I totally get that. If I had kids, I wouldn't let them watch this crap either. Yeah. Well, there's a good reason for it. Yeah. I mean, me and Kat are talking about having kids. One of the first things we looked at each other and said immediately right off the bat... The first thing we will never show our child, Thomas the Tank Engine. What? Dude. Why? Oh. Do you know how expensive Thomas the Tank Engine toys are? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. point. Every one of our parents said, <laughs> yeah. no, you will not watch that because I'm not going to buy you the $5.99 piece of plastic. Yeah, Tom- that's true. Thomas trains are. I have a ton of them in my basement if you want them. <laughs> no, it's still not changing anything. <laughs> but if anything... The only time I would have, it would have been way back in the day when George Carlin was, was Mr. Conductor. That was yeah. the point I was going to make. <laughs> yeah. Was it, you have to show them the years that George Carlin was the conductor. What about the ones that Ringo did? No, we could pass over that. <laughs> we could pass on Ringo. Yeah, no, we could he was a bad beetle. Why would you even want him as a bad conductor? Hey. He was a good beetle. Look, you guys shit on my TV shows. I can shit on your bands. <laughs> You're shitting on the Beatles. I know. It's, I love the Beatles. <laughs> so I can't really say it. A beetle. A beetle. He's shitting on a beetle. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Well, he still did make the movie, what, Caveman? I, uh, was he in that? Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> so... All right, so anybody else that wants to dive in? Bill, you haven't spoke up yet about something that is now just sad to go back to. Bill has to watch movies in order for them to go back and No, 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 he's only shows that he grew up with. I, I do, and, and I'm sure he had a TV. I had a TV, and I actually I watched a lot of shows that I probably will never go back to um, for good reason. Um, but the one show that I, I absolutely look at now, and I'm like, how did I really enjoy this? How did I sit through ten episodes of Kamehameha Dragon Ball Z? It's it's terrible. Like it yeah. was really try sitting through like the entirety. Oh, Dragon Ball, yeah. Dragon Ball Z, yeah. and Dragon Ball GT. Dragon, you, you went through all of it, didn't you? Angel did, yeah. Dragon Ball was fun. Dragon Ball Z was fun at the time, even though it took ten episodes to, to get bunch. anything done. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, not going back to it. Never. Now that suffered from the Naruto uh, 
complex, right? Where well, they just Dragon Ball the manga. That, that was the, the the initial. Like, okay. I mean, it's like you know, for me, like Bleach, like the, that's something that's very special to me because that's how like me and Cat got to know each other is watching Bleach together. So it always was something special for me, uh, and I but stopped when I stopped when I felt like. I feel like I had know where the story is, and it had the ending that I wanted, and I stopped there. The manga's not even done yet. Yep. But you know what, though? The story I wanted, that story was told, and I was happy, and I put a bow on, and I'm good. There could be another 400 episodes if they want to. For me, I was brave enough to go through 380-some of them. So, and I halted there, you know? Uh, I can tell you a cartoon that I don't know... I remember loving when I was a kid, and I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And one of the main reasons why I'm worried about going back to rewatching it is because I have such great memories of this cartoon. I don't want it tainted by it being a horrible ooh, cartoon. Ooh, do tell. Let me see if I can see if I can. Um, <laughs> it's actually a, my. I, I'm obsessed with the mythological creature, the Phoenix. I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely obsessed with it, and it stems from this cartoon of Conan the Adventurer with oh. his Phoenix on the shield. That would come to life. Needle, the phoenix, that would come... And you're shaking your head, no. And he uh, had the star metal sword. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> yeah, hate to break that to you. That show's really bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm glad I have not gone back to taint that memory. It's a good thing, yeah. So. Leave that be. <laughs> How about you, Fish? Uh, well, speaking of swords, I was recently on vacation. You get a DVD player for so that you mm-hmm. keep the kids quiet in the backseat. He-Man. Oh. Yeah, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> well, pretty much we can say, in all honesty, anything Hanna-Barbera has ever done, when you go back to it and you're like, wow, there's six frames of animation in this entire 22 minutes. Yeah. Scooby-Doo holds up. Yes. Just Thank say. you. That was... Uh, that was really n- up. No. Well, here. Yeah, why don't, like you, why don't you finish your thoughts about He-Man, and then we can <laughs> rag on some Hanna-Barbera in a second. <laughs> well, I had two others that I wanted to add in. Okay, go for uh, it. One was Sliders because of the cheesy effects of it. Yes. I still Yes. I, I love that show, but I, I just can't handle the cheesy effects. And the actor changes? Didn't they change I didn't the even care about that. <laughs> no, no, it's just the cheesy 90s, like, warping between timeline effects. I can't handle that. And the other one was Voltron, but I'm not talking oh, yeah. about the new one. I'm talking about the, the original. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even talking about, really like, good. I've heard that too. The so original I'm is looking forward to, to that, but yeah. I can't go back to the old one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but uh, going back to He Man, it was just. They were just hearing it and listening to the characters speak. The plot made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and there's... I don't even know how to sum it up beyond that. No, no, no. I understand that. I loved He-Man growing up, too. My mom loves to, like, hold over my head that when I was a little kid, I used to run around in the He-Man underoos and, like, hold out my plastic, like... What was it? What was the name of the sword? I don't even remember. But it was this, like, it was this whatever He-Man sword was called. And just doing it by the power of Grayskull in my fucking underoos and being so excited about this. And then I went back and I remembered buying a DVD. It was the 10 best episodes of that show, as voted on by fans. And again, <laughs> oh, shit. That was my first, first real, realization of, oh, the things I liked as a kid really didn't matter much. But <laughs> Oddly enough, I can still watch the Super Friends. You know what, though? It's different when it's superheroes. <laughs> I'm just happy nobody's mentioned Gargoyles. 
No, Gargoyles is still good. That's why nobody's mentioned Gargoyles. That's why nobody's also mentioning the... Batman the Animated yes. Series at this table. Because or that's the Superman. Because that's still or the, the, the old Fletcher Superman series, yeah. the original, well, not even the one from... Or Pirates of Darkwater, who I think I'm the only... <laughs> oh, wait, you watched I it too? Yeah. Pirates of Darkwater. See, that was the, I, like, we watched that on the, in April, and mm-hmm. that held up. You know what really though? I'm going because I need to go back and rewatch. I will it say, I will say this. Did, I don't know if anybody's realized as far as cartoons we have mentioned, none of them have been from the '90s era. That is when every animation studio house, for the most, for the most point, not all of them, but for the most point, were all doing some of the best work they've ever done. It was kind of like the, a, a new golden age of cartoons. That was Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, yeah. Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and <laughs> can't go back to it. You can't go back to it. <laughs> no. Well, no, it, you, you can, can go back, back to the movie. In its simplicity, it though, it was really just two morons now. watching music videos. That's all. It was, it was a way to show music videos, yes. really. And, but, like, you know, at the same time, if you look at MTV back then... Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. The Max. was Nickelodeon. Originally. It, you, was it? No, I think it went to... No, it was to, Nickelodeon originally. No. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And you but, can't go You can't go back to Beavis and Butthead anyway, because didn't a lot of the people pull their rights to use the... the, yeah. the and once you pull the music video part out of it, the rest of it falls yeah. apart. Yeah. But, like, the Max yeah. and, like, Liquid Television from that era, though, oh, yeah. still hold up wonderfully because it was unique and different. It was... It was odd. It was fun to watch. Here's one I'm curious about. This is another one I've never gone back to rewatch. Today, how do we think... Captain Planet holds up. Oh. It's good for a laugh. Okay, that's okay. what I would imagine it be. But that's if it's good for a laugh, that means it's not as good as you remember. Yes. When no, I was a kid, I, I it thought it sucked. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's I why I'm wondering. But that was a '90s cartoon. That's the exception to the rule. Is that that's a well? I didn't say all of them, but I'm saying yeah. some of the some of our most favorite growing up came out of that time frame. That was a that was a pandering cartoon. It was. I mean, it was. It had it had ethnic diversity. It had to like. It ha- you know legally they had to do a lot of those things. Really, didn't uh, know that. Every TV show, which is why back in the days of GI Joe or Transformers or even going into early nineties, if you had anything to do with your show being the idea to pitch toys, oh, you yeah. had to have a positive message. Yeah. So that's why a lot of shows have those little PSAs at the ass end of it mm-hmm. or bits that they did. Captain Planet got around it by making its entire show based upon gotcha. it. And knowing it's half yeah. the battle. Yeah. But that was the reason for it. And it's still actually a standard to today. That That's why also we don't have Saturday morning cartoons on the major network, or on the classic networks anymore. I miss Saturday morning cartoons. Because you're not allowed, based on broadcast standards by today's standards, you're not allowed to have a product that's built purely to sell toys to kids. Which is why everything jumped over to things like Cartoon Network and all mm-hmm. these other places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they don't follow those standards. We need Saturday morning cartoons on HBO where the cartoons are more like cartoons like Sausage Party. Yeah. <laughs> adult cartoons Saturday so morning. Archer. Uh, yeah, Archer. 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 I was going to say, so adult swim for the last 15 See years. That. Yes, but in the morning on the Saturday. Yeah, 20, 20, night. That's why we have Cartoon Network, though. Yeah, but Cartoon Network is still playing shows for kids at Saturday. Then watch Boomerang, where the old people go to watch the cartoons. (laughs) This is why we have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime today. That's true. Although, just to get back to Sausage Party real quick, not apparently the best trailer to show before Dory. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. There was a theater that was having issues. Yeah, there was a theater that was having issues. It wasn't the Red Band trailer, was it? That would have been hard. No, no, no theater show Red Band. Oh, so yeah, I don't know about Red Band, but anyway, uh, Why they did you sh- not, it was not intentional on the theater's behalf. They were moving 
like laptops around. They had an issue with the initial one. They ended up starting the wrong movie and showing the Sausage Party uh, <laughs> oh, God. A trailer to a bunch of kids, and the parents hit the roof. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's pretty horrible. So, you know, because we have about five minutes before we need to dive into break, uh, how about this? Everybody gets one. Because from when you were kids, one that still holds up if everybody wants to dive around really fast. I already know what Cats is going to be. Or one, it's going to be one of two. No, there's only one. Okay. I have one that people might disagree with me on. All right. I'm going to start with Ben then. And then we're going to hit this side and then hit Cat and then Um, finish up with I will still watch this show to this day, especially because it's on Netflix. I'll occasionally put it on. Still holds up the original couple seasons, the first original couple seasons into the next show of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay. Still holds up to me. I still love it. Still love it. And I'm probably in the minority, but I'm looking forward to the movie. (laughs) Especially with Brian Cranston as Zordon. That's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice alpha. There you go. Uh, you just need a Yiddish, old Yiddish man to be alpha. I'll go home. <laughs> um, for me, I gotta say it straight off the bat because I've already referenced it before. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Hands down, still to this day, I could watch days upon days of that. And just even the same episodes or repeat and I would have no problem with it. Uh, it's still amazing and it's still... Actually, some of the best versions of that character that's ever existed, even on screen. So. What's your deal? Uh, 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 Star Trek, TNG. Honestly. Like, I mean, it's timeless. Really, you can't go wrong with TNG. Except for season one. No. You can't go wrong with season one. Season one had Tasha Yar. She held the show together until her untimely demise through the skin of evil. Season two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. She comes back later on from oh, an yeah. alternate timeline, yep. so we're all good here. Cat. Unshockingly, The Last Unicorn. Which, which is still a great movie. People may debate me on it, but it's still a fantastic movie. It's like, it's, it's basically a person saying that that movie is oh. bad is basically also saying that the movie, the old animated Hobbit is bad. Oh, wait. So it's the same people. We're allowed yeah. to dive into movies? Yeah. Yeah, but then I want to change mine. No. <laughs> We've already passed that time. Oh, come on. I have a good one. I don't know if it counts because I was watching MASH reruns as a kid. <laughs> so they were already they were already it's okay. done you're, with. You're old enough. You're old enough. But it's now yeah, I went back and rewatched a bunch of it before Netflix dropped it. And I was like, damn, I get so much more out of this as an adult. You know, yeah. the kid me loved, you know, the, the action scenes, and the adult me is like, there's some pretty heavy messages here, so. But I don't know if that, yeah. Well, I, I remember the day at work when you came in and you were like, MASH is gone. I uh, know, I was halfway through season three, and they yanked the entire 11 seasons off of Netflix, Cheers. and I am now very unhappy. Well, I was going to say The Hobbit, so. Uh, <laughs> instead, yeah. I will say the old, old school Danger Mouse. Ah, nice. That, that does yeah. still hold up. Yep. Yeah. Have they, you seen the new Danger Mouse? It's it was, on Netflix. It was pretty decent. Was it good? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've been I've been cautiously optimistic very and wanting, thinking the about same, wanting to check it out. So. But updated. Alright, Ben, you have exactly one minute. The first two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're actually good. Do but you they're, well done. But I will also say though, too, they're also done by Jim Henson. That was, that was Jim Henson's very final film. They still hold up, though. Yeah. What happened to Jim I didn't include the third. Yeah. You didn't hear? He, got a, he got a cold. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Without hurting and crushing your little it's, heart. Is he going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> and with that note, we will be back in just a few...
And, you know, because this is the second half of the show, it makes me think of something else that's been going on right now. We are now officially in the second half of 2016, so I figure it's a good time for us to actually look at the front half. Uh, more specifically, uh, our favorite geeky things that have happened in the first part of 2016. And then when we're finished going through that discussion, we're going to look at what we're really excited for for the back half of 2016. So, uh, does anybody have anything right off the bat that they're like, they absolutely adored from the beginning of this year? Rick and Morty Season 2. Yep. Yep. I can say that was actually a, a nice highlight. I will definitely give you that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know, me personally, if I would say front end, but it was, it was good. It was definitely good. And I know you were very pumped for it. Yes. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. And it works with the back end too, because we're, we're graciously being given a third season before the Yay. end of the year. So it works. Very nice. Um, this is kind of going on the note of another podcast that we do, but I've been absolutely enamored with The Flash, and I'm mm-hmm. highly oh anticipating God, it so coming good. back in October. And it ended in the beginning of this year. Yes. And it was one of those things, I'm going to say right off the bat, too, um, for me, that was, that cliffhanger that they gave us at the beginning of the this year before it went to break yeah. was... I, I was just giddy with excitement. I was so excited the fact that they were like setting up Flashpoint, one of my favorite Flash stories ever done, and yeah. that we get to see that yeah in October. Yeah, I'm so. looking forward to that. It's gonna be awesome. Anybody? Always <laughs> Rebels. Yeah, Rebels was really good this year too. Yeah. Well, they're only gonna do like either three or four seasons. I, I, that's what I've heard. But so, I will. I, I I completely agree with you. It, it's um then. This new season is going to build up to as far as building up the Rebel fleet to Rogue One. Yep, they're not supposed to directly interact with it, but they said we may see characters from Rogue One appearing in Rebels that's somewhere. That's neat. One that's of the characters Fortis Whitaker plays is uh, from actually a character Clone from Clone Wars, Wars yeah, so which is pretty cool. It is nice to have tiebacks, but it. But it, it makes something exciting. The fact that we know that at least going, getting closer to Rogue One for the second half of the season, the series, um, or not season, or series, uh, the year, <laughs> the thing, the year is not a season. Thing. Um, but no, it is exciting because it's. I, I completely agree with you. It's it's a show I know you and me absolutely adored was Clone Wars. Yes. Um, and the fact that they're saying, "Hey, those characters mean something," and we're going to start putting them in other Star Wars stuff gives, I think. For most people that love these shows, love Clone Wars, love Rebels, this says, give us Ahsoka in a movie. And I think a lot of us really, really want to see that. So, mm-hmm. Bill? Uh, I guess the Blacklist. Blacklist is going to be back. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, it, it felt like it just so ended. So, season, season end and the restart of the season. Right. So. I mean, it's interesting what they're doing with TV nowadays with, hey, let's do a half season this part of the year. Let's do another half season this part of the year. So you don't have to go play six, seven months without having your, you know, your show to watch. Okay. Uh, another show which should have already been out this year, and I'm a little annoyed that it hasn't come out yet on Amazon, uh, for all you crazy history nuts out there, The Man in the High Castle. I heard that was You like that alternate history stuff. You know, what if we didn't win the war and... I don't know what people think of when we say the war nowadays. <laughs> We're talking the big WW2. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that, hopefully that, that, I mean, they did say it was coming back. I mean, yeah. It was one of my Amazon's highest rated shows. So That's awesome. I heard it should very good things. Definitely be coming it back. Good. Well, I got to say right off the bat for me, front half of 2016, Uncharted 4. 
awesome, awesome, and beautifully done story. Uh, Naughty Dog continues to just impress me with the way that they can tell a story. It had a ton of heart, uh, and it was a really personal story. Um, ultimately, the grand scheme of things, it was between uh, Nathan Drake and his brother Sam uh, being away from each other for so much part of their lives where they both grew apart, and ultimately about Nathan and uh, Elena's marriage and watching what happens with bonds of trust and marriage and all those things. And it was a very grown-up story that I was able to reflect on a lot, like, because now being an adult and being married, um, it felt like that moment was games grew up. Uh, I think we saw that with The Last of Us um, on PS3, and I think Naughty Dog continues to just crush it with um, Uncharted 4. It was one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen in my life, It was, and it was this beautifully amazing story, so I, I absolutely haven't. loved it. I still haven't started it yet. It's okay. When you get to it, you get to it, and you will spend a lot of time playing it. Because it's sure a lot longer than an average adventure. Yeah, and I so. love the first three, so. Um, first half for me of 2016 was Gallivant Season 2, because that was amazing. Yes, but was it's disappointing. Awesome. It's I know. It's sad bad. that there's no more. Um, looking forward to, I know no one else reads Kate Daniels, but Alona Andrews is fantastic, and the new Kate Daniels book is coming out later in the year, so, yay. Is I agree. Dresden, or? Uh, we don't know about Dresden yet. Okay. Everybody's hoping and praying that, that yeah. Butcher's gonna still hit 2016. Uh, for me at least, a book okay. that has been announced, um, The Thorn of Ember Lane, which is the fourth book in the oh, Gentleman Bastard sequence from Scott so Lynch. Um, I need I to catch up, though. I am so incredibly excited for that book because that's one they've been building to for so long, mm-hmm. which is you basically get to deal with the massive fallings out of the last book, which there was a slow build to, but it sets up stuff that you're really excited for, and if anybody loves high fantasy, that's not quite high fantasy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Ocean's Eleven meets High Fantasy. Yes, that's the best way I can put it. It's and it's fantastic. Following a group of Absolutely thieves, fantastic. and if you want to jump into the first book, first book is Lies of Locke Lamora, uh, followed by uh, what was it? Red Seas or, or Red, uh, Red Skies over Red Seas? I think so. Yes. Um, and then the last one was that was Sabbath's book, right? Yeah, it was the one yeah. with Sabbath coming into play. Uh, Republic, did, Republic of I, Thieves. Yeah, and that's then, the one I still need to read. And Then, I'm then Thorn of Ember Lane is coming up. But it's an amazing, amazing series. I highly recommend it. If you don't like to read, definitely do the audiobooks because the audiobooks are phenomenal. Um, it's an amazing series. So I am beyond excited for that coming out in September. So. Yay, books. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some others. Hey, uh, <laughs> no, um, the beginning of this year was uh, Venture Brothers. They, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. And it was amazing. Immaculate. Yes. And, oh, for the flip side, for the later part of the year, uh, Samurai Jack. I know. I'm really excited yeah. that's coming oh, yeah. back. Yeah. Right. And Phil Lamar is coming back to, uh, to do the voice again, which I'm very excited about. So, super cool. What was the other one? Uh, oh, Small Gods uh, by Terry Pratchett. They're mm-hmm. doing the... Uh, picture book version of it, I guess, is probably the right word. Yeah. Illustrated. That's going to be awesome. That'll um, be really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I gotta say, um, we're not far away from it, and there's two things, especially in cinema-wise. I really am excited because a week from us recording this, Ghostbusters is going to be out. I really want to see what the cultural perception is is going to be from the film. Is the movie going to be good? Is it going to be bad? I'm actually really curious to see what what the response is. I'm really excited to see, because that's a tale we've been talking about for six months. I feel like we're going to have to dig through a midden heap of overreactionary BS 
to get down to like core feelings. There's going to be a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to. I'm ready to yeah. go to the theater and make my own decision. Finally, yeah. no, yeah. save me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to see it in the theaters too. But I, I'm excited. I'm I just, like, I just worry that the people that yell the loudest are going to be the ones that that take that conversation over. And the people that yell the loudest are the ones that aren't going to see it. Yeah. They're going to yell before they even. <clears> I would know like what it is. to go see the movie, but. The main reason that I want to go see it is because we went to see Finding Dory the other day. We took mm-hmm. the kids, and Lily was like, a girl Ghostbuster movie? Awesome! So, that's really yeah, cool. that's yep. why I want to go see it. But she's eight, and it's PG-13. Uh, ah, gotcha. So, I'm not going to see it twice. I'm going to count on one of you guys to tell me whether or not it's kid-appropriate gotcha, for gotcha. Yeah. yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The other nope. one I gotta say, Suicide Squad. Yeah. August, yes. August 9th, I think. Oh my god. And I'm really... Excited. I don't know if it's gonna be good, bad. I really want this to be like the reckoning for DC. And even even if it's just good and like just good, it's like yeah, it doesn't have to be Civil War, but be fun. Yeah, be fun and enjoyable, and people will like it and put DC back on track on the roadmap. I want to finally see Harley Quinn in the flesh, and I hope they do it well. I'm really excited to see what the hell Jared Leto is going to do, because... I'm curious. Everybody that's played the Joker so far has done an amazing job, and I yeah. hope it continues with that trend. Look, right? It's the look, and, and, and again, I'm hoping he can overcome that. I just... I, I, don't, like, I don't like the look, but you know what? Sure. Looks aren't acting. They yeah, aren't the core I mean, of the character, like, look so... At it. Say you pick up, like, there I'm were certain minded. Batman stories that I read that I was not huge on the art. But the stories mm-hmm. were good enough, so that's, sometimes you're willing to overlook. That's how I'm headed into it with that with that mindset. I'm excited. I, I'm yeah. generally excited, and I hope it's great. I'm I'm excited for for Leto as the Joker only because of the fact that he seems very method when it comes to that character. The same way Heath Ledger was. Heath Ledger was yeah. extremely method when it comes and to everybody that said that Leto took it even further. And that's why I'm excited yeah. to see what like, he can do. It's kind of interesting when every time you're reading, like, me and Ben have to constantly report on the news about that movie as it's been happening for the last almost, what, six, seven months. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that has really been fun to read is, like, hearing, like, all the other stars uh, in the movie and the directors and set hands being like, yeah, we were all sitting around having lunch at the craft service table, and all of a sudden, somebody shows up and delivers a dead pig that's rotting on the table, and it just had in the side of it carved or a note that was just written says, from the Joker, enjoy. Get the fuck out. Like, it, really? Yeah, I mean, cause, because, <laughs> yeah, as, as method as, wow. as Heath Ledger got, Heath Ledger would still be himself on set between yeah, takes. Yeah, he would yeah. still skateboard, mess around with the crew. Yeah. He never did anything like that. He sent every one of the cast members a bullet with their name, name carved in it. He sent Margot Robbie a live rat in a box. <laughs> said, uh, you know, from, and he said, from your puddin'. And it was a live oh, rat, okay. and she actually apparently Nell still keeps it as a pet. Yeah, but like, they, everybody, one of them said it was terrifying. The guy uh, Adewale, I can't remember his last name. The guy who plays Killer Croc said he was. He opened a box, and there was a pig heart, a bloody pig heart in a box, and he kept doing this constantly, and it was doing twisted, messed up stuff. And everybody says he would not talk to anybody. He would show up, do his bits, treat everybody on set like crap as the character. Make twisted, messed up jokes and do things like that, and that's the only time you ever saw him. And they said, "Let's hope it transfers." When the film yeah. was finished and they actually got to see, him, he said, "Hi, I'm Jared. I'd never met you before," and he treated it like that. Wow, like he was so engrossed. Holy I'm really shit. curious to see what he did. So I'm very you, excited for next. You've month. got my curiosity. Very thing. excited for next month. Yeah. Yes, but, you do. But and and this may be a cautionary tale. Remember what happened the last time somebody who played the Joker went this far into the role? <laughs> yeah, but Leto's going this far into roles before and has been able to come out of it. It's okay. true. So, like he won an Oscar the last time he went this far. Yeah, that's um, true. 
Going to a more, you know, kind of happy topic. Uh, <laughs> what fantastic- wasn't happy about that? <laughs> fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, Harry oh, Potter. Yeah. Continuation. Yay! What well, is that I coming know. out? Uh, December. I don't know. Oh, God, it's going to be a busy December. What is yeah. that? I don't, I'm not it, is a, it is a prequel. It is yeah. a prequel. Yes. Oh. To Harry Potter. It is the, okay. It's J.K. Rowling's officially telling the tale of the America School. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it takes place during the years that Albus Dumbledore is maybe, what, in his 30s, give or take, yeah. I think they were saying. Okay. And it's Newt Scamander, the guy that wrote their, their basically, their book on all of their beasts. So I guess if I'm going to watch this one, I have to watch all the other no. movies or read all the other books? You, no. no. It's, it's, a, it's a separate story. Okay, okay good, good. Because I don't really want to But you should that. anyway. They basically said the story actually books. starts here. Okay. But other than that, starting, really kind of starting the Christmas season of movies was going to be uh, Doctor Strange in November. I'm excited. Benedict, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I do too. Nothing's ever going to change that. Unless he's Khan. Well, I still loved him as Khan. Like, he was evil. He needed to be what he was. Like You're Contradicting your is, earlier comments, Hey, hey, bro. hey, here, here's the thing. An actor can only act as good as the role that is written for him. Ben Affleck and Daredevil. <clears throat> Let's talk about any superhero movie from the... Late nineties, early two thousands. There's only a handful that are good, so we're gonna let that okay. one slide. <laughs> and then, and then there's also my Ghost hope. Rider. Sorry, <laughs> the, the saving grace, movie. possibly the saving grace <laughs> of video game movies. Assassin's Creed comes out. In I'm looking forward well. to that. Hey, actually, you know what though? You like World of Warcraft, and you said it was actually a lot of fun. I did. I and I, and I did because I am a super fan of the story. Like. I am a fanboy of the highest degree when it comes to Blizzard, which is uh, why it's tough to not talk about Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Ingress doesn't stand a chance. We all know this. No, Ingress That's doesn't true. stand a yeah. chance at all. I mean, you doesn't know, matter about Pokemon. You're glued to your, your it, couch. If I started talking as much as I wanted to, you know, you guys would be begging for mercy. Oh. Oh. You're rotten. But I may <laughs> not talk about it. Bill, stop being a Blizzard diva. Oh, nice! I like that well one. Well done. I didn't get any of those. <laughs> Just laugh along the way. Yes, that's what I was doing. Yes, Bill filmed the goddamn bell. <laughs> I cleaned my desk. It was on my desk the entire time. Of all the people I'm surprised isn't talking about it, the killing joke. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I talked about it yesterday. Okay. <laughs> all right. Me and him yeah. talked about yeah. it, but I can say this, and I'm going to give people a mental reminder on this podcast as well. Uh, we talked about it on DC Prime yesterday, which is already up for everybody. Um, go online to uh, the search Killing Joke Fathom. Uh, Fathom Events. F A T H O M. Okay. So, Fathom Events, Regal Cinemas, Edward Cinemas. Uh, you can buy your tickets. The showing is July 25th. Most theaters are doing both a 7.30 p.m. and a 10 o'clock p.m. That's the only night you're going to see it in the theaters. Um, you know, we're going to be basically the second people to see it because everybody else is going to see the San Diego Comic-Con. And then it comes out on home video, I believe, the next day. Uh, well, at least on VOD. Uh, but, yes. So I can buy it on Amazon the next day. Pretty much. <laughs> so, but yes. Killing Joke, the fact that they're doing a animated adaptation of Alan Moore's classic, I am... So excited. But when are you ever going to get to see a rated R superhero movie in a movie theater? Deadpool. Deadpool. Animated superhero <laughs> movie in a movie theater. Deadpool. Deadpool was very animated. <laughs> he was His really moving around. Was very yeah. animated. His little tiny hand was very animated, too. 
<laughs> Did you see that um, Ryan Reynolds actually released a, a teaser image for no, Deadpool didn't. 2? He didn't do that. That was a fan's fan art. But he, that he, but he, he retweeted. Re- he, retweeted it. he didn't yeah. release anything. He retweeted something. Okay, so it, it <laughs> still was awesome. The it context was. of the image implied that he did release something. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to see All it. All I gotta it. say is it's, the poster just says Deadpool number two. Yes. <laughs> sure. Um, I know of two things off the top of my head now that after I've been thinking about it. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to season two of Ash versus Evil Dead. There you go. October. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and screw you guys, Walking Dead season six. Oh. Season seven. Wait, didn't you say you'd give it up on Walking no, Dead? No, I never said I oh, gave up on Walking Dead. We did. Dead. Okay, my bad. We Wait, holy shit, it's on season seven? Yes. Yes. Because it, and it is. The okay, end. so I take back my early thoughts. I gave up at the end of season three. So I have. And it is three seasons, and they are going into the Negan storyline, played by Henry Dean Anderson, and it is Jeffrey Dean Jeffrey Dean Anderson. Jeffrey Dean Anderson. <laughs> I was thinking Henry Dean Morgan, which is um, oh wait, no, it, no, it, Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean, Dean Morgan. Morgan. Yes. <laughs> See, so you are wrong too. Um, I don't know who that is. So I was right. Papa Winchester. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. The All comedian right. from The Watchmen. Yes. Yep. Uh, and he is he is playing Negan, who makes the governor look like a saint. And it is going to be awesome. So screw you guys. I'm looking forward to the next season of Walking Dead. Night. The Wait, governor the was governor. a saint. He was trying to save his people. The governor was the Asian guy, right? No, that's no. Sorry. I know. I just channeled. <laughs> Did anybody here watch Marin? <laughs> no. Oh, no. I didn't know. Oh, you guys have got to watch that. That is a hilarious show. So does anybody else have any older stuff from early 2016 they feel like they missed? Because now that you're thinking about it, it seems like we keep pulling stuff back up. Daredevil, really? Daredevil season two. Okay, I haven't From watched it. Yet. Oh, you haven't? Last year. Oh man. Oh yeah, Jessica Jones. When was that? Jessica Jones was last year. Oh. Okay, well, it was last year. That was my last year thing. <laughs> and Jessica Jones was amazing. Yes, yes. Very much uh, but so. no, I have not watched Daredevil season two as of yet. I plan take, to take hey. like. Two days and just do it. Now, That's what I did with season you know, one. Mind, we're always we're personally here right now only talking about films, video games, TV, and, a, books, and books. Yeah. What about things that have happened in our lives in 2016 so far that we're really excited about? That we're really happy about? They were some of our favorite moments we oh, have yeah. personally had in 2016. <laughs> I'm oh, oh, I've got one. It's I didn't happen to me. But Fesh passed out in a ball pit. <laughs> Drunkenly passed out in a ball pit. To the point that I almost got locked into the room. Yeah. Um, sure, that was Fesh a thing. like, thanks for bringing that up. No, I needed to be reminded of my mistakes. <laughs> I was going to go get food for everybody in our party. And I walked into the ball pit and I said, Fesh, Fesh, Fesh. And apparently ten minutes later, he popped up and said, was someone just calling for me? <laughs> That was an interesting night, uh, <laughs> what I can remember of it, which is not a lot. Um, I can think of something, actually, going feeding more off of the Back to the Future stuff that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got to be in the same room, not only in the same room, but within 10 feet of Michael J. Fox, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd. Which was, that must have just been an that, astounding moment. That was a total... Full on, true geek out moment. For nice me, was to be within ten feet of those guys while they were. I'm assuming security tackled you as you were running over for a giant. That was the closest punk. I was able yep. to get. Yes, yeah. before I was stopped. <laughs> no, it, I was never. I was never. Cat, <laughs> how about you? 
I have no idea. Jesus. <laughs> like, well, I know, like, for example, you you finished a couple book treatments already in the start of 2016. Like, the front, mm-hmm. front half. Like, stuff that is, I know hasn't been released yet, but, like, were any of them for you, like, really impactful? Or, like, um, you've done a lot no, of events? No, I'm just stoked to keep working. <laughs> there you go. I like steady work and contracts. <laughs> I moved into an apartment out of my parents' house for the second time in my life. Hey! And I am super excited to continue living my life. The second time is usually a reset button that you need. Third's third's a charm. Yeah. (laughs) The reset button that usually only takes maybe, it's a shorter period of time, and then you you get back out into the world. It was a welcome reset, and I feel like a person again, so... That's awesome. Well, that reset brought you back to us, so... It did. It was nice. It did. It It was a welcomed, welcomed reset, so... Means we don't have to burn the island down. Nope. No. <laughs> uh, for me, I got to definitely say though too personally. Um, finally getting to do a panel at a uh, Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Which was huge for me. Like uh, Tony Kim, uh, a new friend of mine now, and uh, Chris Maddox and Ben and Craig Legans, who's been on here. Um, it was really kind of something very special and. Yeah, it been, was, been there, done that. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> but it was oh. also... No, like, I was still excited to do it. And it was great, and Kat was there for support, which really meant a lot to me. She she came out to the event, even though she didn't have to, and it was just something I've always wanted to do, and I hope I get to do it a lot more in the future. So, Well, if things go according to plan for 2017, I will be moderating panels, which means you will be on them. Okay, well, you're jumping ahead, and we're talking about 2016. Sorry. Right now. That's good. I take it back. How about you guys? What? Uh, I have a wife and kids, and I am always happy. Yeah. <laughs> I finally embrace my mortality. Yeah. Let's test yeah. that theory. Let's test that theory. Oh. And you know what? Before we dive to the next conversation, there's one thing I'm really sad that none of us have brought up properly. It is for excitement. December. Rogue One. <gasps> I do kind of, but Yay. we all kind of glossed around it without actually uh, saying. It's uh, right. I think I, I was say... someone else to say it. It's written. On you jotted it down. None of us actually said, except in context, they're talking about. Well, this character is going to show up yeah. from yes. this and rebels, and but none of us said we are generally excited. That reminds me, have I updated yet the show on my no. TK build? That that it is a is big thing. Done. Yay. Nice. My stormtrooper costume is one hundred percent complete. It has been worn at more than one function. <laughs> it works. It doesn't fall apart. Yeah. I have Although I squire for yeah, one of them. I sweat a whole lot inside. <laughs> That's that is a drawback. But, but uh, yeah, oh, row one. Get one of those air conditioner vests. Oh, yeah, when, I should. When are you planning on trying to get it five o first? I can't. You can't. No, I shortcutted it to get it done for a fourth of. Uh, Oh, uh, May the fourth. Yeah, there was a, which is actually good because my stall point was I couldn't get the detail down, and that's why it sat forever. That's and then okay. when I finally decided it probably wasn't going to be five hundred first approved, that's okay. That opened the option to do a bunch of shortcuts that, if you don't know anything about their requirements, you won't notice. Okay. But it wouldn't stand up to their to their. Uh, that makes sense. Their critique, but, but it was great. It now I have it. Yeah. Halloween was going to be amazing. And the first day that he actually put it on. He got to see one of our coworkers, yep. little girls, oh. Sawyer, our, our you know really yep. sweet little girl, come up to him and was just enamored yeah. because she just got awesome. introduced to Star Wars and she's two. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot and of fun. she was just like glued to him absolutely, and it was amazing. There were thirty, so there were thirty five kids at the Relay for Life event that I put it on for, and yeah, I'm I'm seeing where the five hundred for like once you're behind the panel, it's. A whole different thing. I, I might try a, a correct build in the future. 
just to be able to take advantage of the, the much larger events. But yeah. I'm happy it's done. I'm happy That's it's done. Awesome. It was a two and a half year struggle. So yeah, yeah. But I, I think we can all definitely agree though. Like the continuation of Star Wars is huge, and I can't wait to share that with all of you guys again because yeah. a lot of us got to do episode seven at this table yeah. all together. We should do. Are we planning and, Rogue One the same way. I'm and hoping? we're going to do Rogue One the exact same way, Beautiful. and it's something special. Oh, yeah, um, say the same exact thing I said last year. I am more excited about Rebels than I am about Rogue One. Oh, okay. I said it about Episode Seven. I was not disappointed. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. They did an amazing job, and I remember texting you immediately when that episode finale was done, and I when I got to watch it. Yes, and I'm like, holy crap, this is bigger than most of the things that happened in a normal Star Wars. And honestly, Rogue (laughs) is bigger to me. I'm I'm more excited about it than I was about uh, the Force Awakens, simply because we're going to be able to mix our childhood nostalgia with. The overarching theme of, of Star Wars. It's, it's going to be good to see original TK. You know what it is? It, it's the classic the nostalgia older, where we don't know where the story's going. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's also we, the we, we know where it ends, but we don't know we don't know the parts that lead we up to it. We don't know the way they take to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, can't wait. So it's like basically it's a prequel, and hopefully they do this one right, fully. The other one, sure there was positives, but not all positives. Yeah. So. Uh, and the last thing I got to say before we dive to the next conversation is, as always. Last half of 2016 means one major thing to me every year, which is... Extra life. Extra life. Yeah. And I get to share that with most of the people here at this table. Fish, you know, obviously you'll be more than welcomed in. I always am, but... It's crazy thing. This is year four for us for extra life. That's so crazy. Let's make this one the biggest. And last year was our biggest ever. Yeah. And we just crushed that number. We were our small little group of people raised almost, I think over, actually it was over two grand. Yeah. That's awesome. Well over two grand, so I'm really excited to You're set that challenge. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> no, but in all, all honesty, I want to raise the bar yet again, um, and I really hope to gun for three three grand for Children's Miracle Network. And we, we, uh, fall, we follow the formula from last year's, and this will be just as amazing, I think. Yeah. Money aside, it's it's just an amazing. You know, it's together. for me the the reason that it's the the goal point, the financial <clears> goal point, is because I want to keep upping it. Yeah. Because it's awesome to know that this tiny little group of people that do a small little podcast and get to enjoy each other's company while we do some of the favorite things for us, that we're actually doing something positive. So knowing that we can keep pushing it forward is something really special and something to be very excited and happy about. So, And I'll tell you why I'm looking forward to it is because last year, which was my first year, I was more into it for the video gaming aspect of it. Mm-hmm. This year... I'm going into it more looking forward to the tabletop aspect of Extra Life. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're gonna you let... guys have me hooked, damn it. I know. Yep. You're, you're so going to let fun. your near grasping of of uh, the trophy? Oh, no. I'm still going after Bill for okay, a rematch. I would hope so. I would hope so. I, hey, hey, I was worried. I got knocked out of third place this year. I'm hoping to come back with a vengeance. I'm, I'm coming back. Because this year the, the tournament title. includes VR. <laughs> oh, crap. <I'm, laughs> I hate so. I hate to break my secret. I've been working on Tron technology, so I'm just letting you guys know I will be a formidable person. This that's not, I'm doing. I just, I, I just want to let you know happen. I can't get Tron working on the emulator, so I, oh. I suck. I'm very sorry. I'll uh, go inside and fix it. It's I've been doing I've been doing button pressing exercises, so we're, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. gearing up. So coming after that title, let's Bill. dive into the next conversation. Um, so one of our last ones tonight uh, before we dive into our MFK is Cat had a wonderful thought process when we were coming up with this episode was. If each of us were a supervillain, what would it be our villainous goal? So, so I'm gonna. I, that, that's a two part question. So, 
I want everybody to break this down as you're a supervillain, so yet means you have to explain what you are as a supervillain mm-hmm. and who your supervillain quote unquote <laughs> is. So prepared. And then what what is your villainous goal? And because Fesh is writing down Fesh gets to go first. <laughs> I will start out with my villainous name. I am the evil entity Asan, spelled A-S-A-N. I'm gonna give you a couple of moments. It's NASA backwards. <laughs> My oh. super villainous goal will be to force the colonization of our solar system. And that may not sound so evil to begin with, like, eh, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I'm going to do it at any cost. Mm-hmm. I don't care who I have yeah. to crush, whose children I have to I run through a lawnmower, this is going to happen. Mwahaha. Okay. That turned out pretty evil. Running <laughs> children through a lawnmower? I wouldn't oh. actually do that. But the threat oh, would be just implied. lost them into space without worrying about them. Okay, well, no, no. All right, that's phase two. So, I was thinking that this conversation was going to last a while. Oh. <laughs> no, it's a pretty simple goal. You gave, gave me an answer in less than a minute, which is not going to work it's, if everybody does How are you going to get funding? How am I going to... I'm actually going to join NASA, right? I will be the fake. No, so I will be. No I'll be like no, the no, director, no, no, right? No, no, no. This I may not do this for everybody. Oh. I would like Just for that. you to give me a wonderful villainous monologue. Oh God! I'm not gonna Off the cuff. Not everybody's going to have to do this, but I'm going to make sure so, do it because I know he can do it. So by daylight, I would be the director of NASA. Okay, of so no, let's. So late at night, one of my high-ranking aides. Comes into the office. Lights are out. We're overlooking Florida at this point. Right? I've got that wonderful half shadow, half light thing going down my face as I drink a snifter of scotch. Oh my god. And the aide's going to have some BS excuse why Rocket Booster 4X315 is two months behind schedule. And I'm not going to accept that. Behind schedule? Behind schedule? You will stick to the protocols I've put out there. Or I will personally tie you to that rocket. The world does not understand. They don't realize the necessity behind this plan. You get down to the... Ah, I can't. I I lost it. I lost it. That was the best I could do for you. That's not a monologue. It's not a monologue. No, no, no. no. That's a story, though. That was a story. You go back to those trogs... In the warehouse. I, now, engineering, manufacturing. Bank, the manufacturing. Yeah, those guys are always holding me up. I tell you what, I don't know how many children I'll have to run through a lawnmower to get this done on time. You're welcome, Bill. I don't know why, but the whole time you were doing that, I was pitching Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he'd probably do a much better job than I would. I mean, he's a professional, and I'm just some guy on a podcast. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's the best I can do at this point. I didn't that think it beautiful. quite far enough along. It. Not too bad. But I, it would work. It would work. I'd I make it work. Ben. Don't come to me. I'm not ready. <laughs> ben, <laughs> it is now your turn. How do you think only, I felt? Because the only thing I can say is my ultimate goal would be to be president no, 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 of the no, United no, States because I'm Donald Trump. No. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't work. I have a giant T well, on your chest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, what if you were creating a villain? If you were creating a villain, what were the, the what's the power set that you would want? The power set that I would be that I would want would almost be, and this comes from a storyline of a comic book that I actually liked when I was younger, and I still own these comics, and I've gone back and reread them, and they still kind of hold up. But <laughs> there was a series uh, in Marvel um, called the Midnight Massacre. It was a five part series in which Blade got a hold of a dark page and after reading it he was able to absorb the abilities of any mutant that he killed 
So nice. he ends up killing Ghost Rider and being able to flame. He has spirit dimensions. He ends up uh, killing one of the Night Stalkers so he can turn to mist. Uh, it kills Hannibal, so he's able to mist. Um, and that would probably be along the lines of what my ability would be, is that anything, I, any person that I kill, I can absorb their abilities. Because if there's a villain, obviously there have to be superheroes yeah. at the same time. So, oh, great. We've got you know, Heroes Season 5. Sorry. Pretty much. It's Siler. Yes, it's yes. exactly Siler. what it is. But you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, but what's your overarching goal? Uh, there can be only one. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> and you have to imagine that at that point, if I am the last one, I'm pretty much unstoppable. Because I have so you're thinking like, kind of like a Vandal, a Vandal Savage kind of a role. It is to basically be the last man on Earth. Well, when you put it that way, it kind of sucks because we just ragged on ha- on Vandal Savage all last <laughs> night and how much of a horrible villain he was. But at the same time, <laughs> yes, because I would the be a much better good. version yeah. of Vandal Savage. Is you're going to be the comic book Vandal Savage? Yes, not okay. the television Vandal Savage. Is your end goal to host the most popular early morning? Television show in Seattle, exactly. Boom! That see, that's what I saw in my mind. <laughs> he knew. He knew. I saw Richard Dreyfus. You saw a morning talk yeah. show. That'd be so good. You'd be so peppy. You'd destroy things. It'd be great. So I mean, I guess that would pretty much because I mean, as a super villain, the only thing I can think of would be world domination, and that would be how else would you do that if you're if you're unstoppable by the way of as I said. And nobody can stop you. You pretty much could rule the world. Fair enough. Bill. (laughs) (laughs) So it's gotten me thinking and thinking about different uh, superheroes and, you know, story concepts and things like that. And uh, I think what I'd have to do is I would love to be in, you know, a super intelligent engineer that actually came up with a living, breathing android that is indistinguishable from human life as we know it. And just basically with the concept of creating these androids and putting them out into the populace and then making everybody question, am I actually a human or am I an android? For a while there, you kind of went bicentennial, man. I was, no, thinking, no, no, no. I was thinking more. Yeah. I was thinking more Blade oh, Runner. I was thinking I Blade Runner too. You were yeah. saying it really because like... I was thinking. Profe- I was thinking Doctor Wiley from Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then there'd have to be a Doctor Light and then an actual Mega Man, and I just I wouldn't uh, be able yeah. to have that. Uh, but no, no, like thinking more of the Blade Runner replicant style, where you know these replicants are out there and they are effectively you know human for the most part with superhuman you know. What's your goal with them? Show. To basically get people to question themselves and their own philosophies. Making people kind of dive into this existential quandary of, (laughs) wait a minute. That happened to me after... That happened to me after I had Taco Bell the other day. So <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. I get the message. Well, you know, I'm going to dive in next. And, like, everybody is kind of, like, thinking, like, A-list villains. You don't have to aim that high. I'm going to go more of, like, a D-list villain. (gasps) So I figured, what is the most obnoxious thing I could think of that would get in your way every day? 
And I had to really think long and hard because everybody's coming up with these great, grandiose ideas, and you don't have to think that hard about it. Not this. using a blinker on the highway. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no. Pure evil. Now, that's that's more like a B-list villain. So, I mean... <laughs> wow, so you're going even lower than that? Going even lower. Okay. More of an annoyance <laughs> than I'm, a grand I'm, catastrophe. I'm curious So I was now. thinking in my life, what would be the worst thing? And ultimately, when heroes and villains... I'm not think touching of, you. I'm not touching no, you. No, 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 even, no. More even worse. Sheets. Even worse. <laughs> So when you usually Using think the of it, last of the toilet paper, most most heroes usually see what is going that what kind of forces them to become what they're going to become, and all I can think of is Clippy from fucking Microsoft Word. Oh my <laughs> god! Yes. So I will be the embodiment of Clippy. Whenever you try to open up a web page or text anybody, he just pops up on your screen like it's a computer <laughs> virus. Like up. I would be an embodiment of Clippy that would infect. <sighs> Everything. Every time you tried to text somebody, Cliffy would pop up and say, "Do you need more help?" I would happily love to help you out more. Up, up. That texting style you're using, not the best way. Have you tried using swipe? Oh, Oh, you don't like using swipe. No. I got other ideas. Have you tried to turn on happy feedback? You might feel things a little bit better. Why are you still using aim? Nobody uses aim (laughs) anymore. This is lovely on on a lot of different levels. Because you're talking like D-list villain that would. Guaranteed to have every A-list well, you know superhero gunning for your ass. The thing is that's beautiful is that D-list villain could shut the world down in seconds. Oh. People trying to like trade online, can't get anything in, the Dow crashes, all because of Clippy. Oh, wow. All because of Clippy. You're I'm, evil. I'm picturing the next 2018 blockbuster. Oh, you're so oh, evil. Clippy. <laughs> I figured I Clippy. <laughs> Because nobody fears God, Clippy at so first. Good. Yeah. And then you realize how oh. bad Clippy can really so be. So annoying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna become Clippy. Handshake for that one. Well done. Well done. Good super villain. Cat, how about you? Um, so my villainous goal would be world peace. Because in the process, hear me. So in the process of trying to do this, because the goal is world peace, okay, let's get everyone to get along, I would drive myself fucking insane because people inherently will not. That's the reality. And so the villain progress it progressively turns from a good-spirited goal into a villain because you have to apply strict force. You have to start, like, you know, all of those mandates that might seem good all of a sudden become harsher and harsher and harsher. The rules continue to grow and, you know, get worse and worse until you have become a terrible... (laughs) The last page of your comic book is going to be amazing. (laughs) Just you standing over, like, on this mountaintop and nothing but... Barren, destroyed world in front of you, and your final line would be, "They're all gone, but finally there's peace." peace. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. and then that's exactly. when Doctor Manhattan comes up to you, like, "Well, he did it better than I could." Like, Give me some done. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's good. And as, as your silhouette is standing there, you see his blue dong fade away in the distance. <laughs> Thank you for also seeing the Watchmen angle that I was picking up on the entire time. Dude, I watched that movie by myself one night. I rented it off of uh, Comcast at the time. And I was like, this is cool. This is cool. And I got to the end and I was like, I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) And I've got no one I can talk about this to because I'm watching it alone with the lights out. In my house. That yeah. is very nicely done. Oh, that was really good. Fish. All right, I'm not really the supervillain type. Aww. I'm not the flashy guy who likes Aww. to show off. I'm more of the uh, guy who works behind the scenes and makes sure that everything goes off without a hitch. So this is kind of, I'm just going to steal something that I read online once. 
Um, it's a role-playing game, of all things, and it's a wacky, comedic, get-drunk-and-have-a-blast role-playing game. It's called Dr. Magnet Hands. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> Dr. Magnet Hands has a palace on the moon, and he's trying to destroy the Earth using a giant super laser. <laughs> Come on now. It's cliche. Yeah, no. On giant Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, that's a villainous thing. Well, the, the comedic style is uh, everybody writes down descriptors on cards and puts them into a hat, and everybody pulls stuff out of the hat yeah, to figure nice. out what sort of hero they are <laughs> and what powers they have. And, you know, they go off and they fight Dr. Magnet Hands, who, of course, always gets away. Where was the Earth Shattering Bang? There was supposed to be an Earth Shattering Bang! <laughs> Kaboom. Kaboom. Earth shattering kaboom. I messed that one up. Sorry. Continue. Okay. No, no, I mean, that, that's uh, that's what I would do is I'd live in a palace on the moon and shoot a laser at the earth on Christmas Eve so that it destroys the earth. <laughs> would you at least aim for the ice caps? <laughs> no. Oh, aim for the middle or it's no good. I know, but then it'll just rising. bounce off. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, I didn't think about reflectivity. Mm, yeah. See, this is why he's a good supervillain. Yeah. No, this is why and I'm not. This is why I help with the planning stage. Ah. All right. <gasps> you want a job at NASA? So here's a good question for everybody. Here's a good question for everybody. So say all of us now, like let's real quick, just quickly recap what your superhero name is, and then we need, oh, I, I guess, we need to come up with what is our super villain team name because we went through that a lot faster than I humanly thought possible. Ah. So this is important. So so I guess I'd be uh, Professor Clippy. Professor Clippy's good. I think that's good. Bill. Oh, crap. Like Here, we'll go this way. That's a good one. Oh, crap. That's a good name. You should stick with that. That sounds great. All right. We'll go, go to Ben, boss. and then we'll, we'll kick back to you. So you guys have a moment to think. Um, oh, man. That's interesting. Because, I mean, I, like, the only ones I can think of are so cheesy. That's fine. That's fine. Cheesy's good, man. Super villain, bro. Do it. Like, I'm thinking, like... Funny enough, there used to be there was a can out here of it. I was thinking, no, surge is propelling. That's not absorbing. Um, um, mm, Entropy. Hey, hey, hey! Come back. That works. There you go. Come back. I'm not trying to steal your thunder. No, it's fine. Just entropy, or are you going to throw a a little bit in the front of it? Professor Entropy. The stupendous. (laughs) No, that's that's retarded. Doctor Entropy. Doctor Entropy. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Magnet Hands, because that's... Dr. Magnet Hands, fair enough. Of course, I'm a son, and with the assistance of Dr. Magnet Hands, (laughs) we form the League of How the Hell Are We Going to Get More Funding Out of Congress? No, no, your name, your name is... uh, So is this a straight song? Well, no, we got to come up with a team name together. Yeah. No, no, I like that. The team name would be How the Hell Do We Get More Funding Out of Congress? Well, let's just go Rob Banks. (gasps) With Super Magnets. Right. This is why I hired this man. Most coins are usually not magnetic. Just but the vaults. Ah. <laughs> Cat. Joe. Huh? Joe. Joe. <laughs> Bow before the villainous and evil Joe. I'm Dr. Inter- uh, Dr. Dr. Megan Hands. Hi, I'm Paul. Oh, no. You are the average Joe. Oh, boom. That works. The average Joe. Dun, dun, dun. Tycho Magnus. Tycho Magnus runs the Magnus Corporation. All right, all right. Okay, fair enough. So, I'm going to outsource Dr. Evil. Mr. Evil. Uh, Dr. Evil. Esquire. 
<laughs> I didn't spend eight years in evil, <laughs> evil medical school to be called Mister. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was good. That was fun. Oh. <laughs> Did we come up with a name though? We didn't come yeah, up with the team name. You you came up with a name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I it came was, up with a name. It was it was how the it hell was, are we gonna It was the money? league of how the hell are we gonna get more funding You do realize though that with my powers and my ultimate goal, you all have to die. Well I have no Eventually. powers. No 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 no. Oh me, okay. Mac, build more supercomputers, bring them to me. But yours is more yours is more of an influence than a power, so I don't really have to kill you. I'm well, happy. It's like guys, I'm... stop arguing. I'll happily expire if it means we you know, get people on Jupiter. Now, okay. granted, they're not going to last very long, and it's going to hurt a lot at the end. But I All got right. them there, didn't you I? send the robots. I'll spend... Well, no. No, no I'm not going to send the robots. This old they're guy. not robots. They're human Robot replicant people. androids. <laughs> Fair enough. And at the end of the day, even if you absorb my powers, which I really don't You have don't have any super intelligence. At the end of the day, will you still think of yourself as an actual <gasps> human with superpowers? Or are you just an android who has those powers bestowed upon so you? Oh, you've already got me wondering if I'm real or not. Exactly. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay because you just sold our funding issue. Well, yeah. We're no, going to slowly no. replace everybody in Congress <laughs> with, with robots. With androids, yeah. yeah. You don't know. They already are. Then where the hell's my funding? Well, that's because they you still believe that they're human. This didn't work out at all. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I can spend a whole lot of money. I'm not actually going to contribute any money directly to your cause. Damn it. But I can use my money to lobby for extra funds as well. You are a twisted man. Or are you? Or am I? Oh, man. Where is he just a machine? See, who? I'm the only one who would ever know at the end of the day whether or not uh, I'm human. I have yes. magnets for hands. <laughs> he'll figure I'll it out for you. Yeah, it's true. Dude, he'll just start scrambling people. You're technically already half android. Magnet hand. Magnet hand. Yeah, just the hands, bro. Just the hands. Well, okay, not half. Partially there you go. I'll give you robotic partially. with That's a like magnet hand. is half hand. android because he has the robotic hand. It's going to be hard working with you. Like, we can have no meetings in my office because I'm not replacing the hard drive every single I was going to say, you just time. let him into your, your, your workstation and your hard drives uh, are fried. Hold on. Hold I'll on. have my own office. If we're talking and about this. everybody can meet me there. <laughs> Why are your hard drives still conventional hard drives? Why are you not upgraded to SSD? <laughs> I'm the old school kind of super villain. I'm the kind of supervillain that sits you down and explains the plot before I have any idea whether or not I'm going to be able to do it. All your stuff is still on tape drives, isn't it? And Bill, I have a fault to your plan. My fault to you. If we're half android, magnet hands will stick to us. Not necessarily. Not with the different technologies that I've come up with to replicate human oh, see, well, you didn't and explain that part. Make you bow to see, your knees. <laughs> Where did you get the funding for that? You know, every time... My, damn it! The beautiful thing every time that, you know... Magnus here is trying to work on his programs. I'm like, do you need more help? Did you really think that equation through? Let me give you a hand. Oops, I erased your hard drive. I don't believe you're using the right font size for this report. That's why everything I do is on paper, because I have magnets for hands. This is true. In the meantime, I'm just using my abilities to kill more people. So that there's nobody left <laughs> for you, you know, know people oh, to well, rule. You two I get along. Yeah, exactly. we'll, be, we'll be a good company. That's right. Well, you know, because Fesh just stepped away, I think it's really be fun for us to change topic to a very short topic and confuse him for by the time he comes back. <laughs> All right. So we can say it's part of our evil league's plan. Right. So, okay. uh, <laughs> just as a, a very, very, very fast thing because. Ben brought this up, and I thought it was amusing because most of us have apparently nothing to hide, but Ben may. What? <laughs> oh, so am I going to be the only one that has to do something? No, no, but I have no shame. Okay. So, so Ben brought up the idea of us giving full confessions of a movie or a TV show 
you like and you're afraid to tell your friends. So the fact that he thought this up means that there's something he has to hide from us. It's not anything I have to hide. It's just that, I mean, in our group of friends, we have no shame with each other. But if you were to be at a party with new people you just met and you're trying to make an impression, what's the one show or television show, like television show or movie, you wouldn't reveal you're a fan of to them because you don't want them to get the wrong impression of you? That's more along the line. I mean, with us, we don't really care. Yeah. The tricky thing is who your target, like, who you're talking to, though, because that can change based on if you're trying to make a connection, like, about, you know what I mean? You would discuss different things with different people. Okay, let's say, <laughs> for, like, let's no, say no, an no. example, let's say an example for you, you just met Rob for the first time. Yeah. You really, really like me, and you were not quite sure how you would, how uh, I would react to you liking something yes. specifically. Um, I think I had a lot more of those hang-ups in the past, but I've just kind of been like, I like what I like now. Well, I I, I know now, I like, know, we have no shame with each tricky. other, but that's what I'm, I'm saying, like, thinking about that. Like, if, now, this is not my confession, yeah, because I cannot know stand I like the this movie. unicorn from the beginning. There is no shame with that. But shame. I would be absolutely ashamed to say I liked Twilight if I liked Twilight. I can't stand that movie, but. Yeah, me neither. So what you missed is Ben just stated that he really, he really, really likes, likes Twilight. Twilight. I did not. <laughs> it's his favorite movie. Embarrassed about it. <laughs> did not admit it. This is not a superhero thing to do, by the way. I did. Ben, no, I get that. Ben, we should talk after this podcast. Yes. Because Twilight is great. Uh, what? No, it's... I, uh, no, no, no. People just don't understand the underlying currents, the acting... I will say... I will mine. say I know... I will say, however, this is off the topic. I did finally watch the Riff Tracks version of Twilight. It was fun. And while there yes. are absolutely hysterical moments... You still cannot deny the fact that the movie itself is fucking atrocious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It but is horrible. Rift tracks for what? I'm sorry. For Twilight. Twilight. Oh, I watched. Uh, that was the only way I would ever before. watch that movie, and I watched the Twilight version or the uh, the Rift tracks version, and it was hysterical. Okay, so real quick, then. we're just gonna do this real fast. Dive into the MFK. So <laughs> show your shame to like. I'm not ashamed to like. No, it, no, no. But Ashamed to like that is the, that is the thought process or film or film that it's you like, generally oh, like. This is kind of like when we talked about guilty pleasures, Aww. but like a little bit more extreme. Oh, more extreme because I was going to say The Voice. Yeah, actually, why? Well, I actually like, yeah. like that show. So The That's Voice, fine. okay. I actually like watch that. it. I, got no Fish? I honestly don't know. Uh, give me a minute. Give, give me a minute. Right. Uh, ditto because I'm I'm struggling to figure right, one out too. Uh, I used to be more like. Awkward about review, like you know that I like paranormal romance, but I don't give a fuck. I write that shit. So yeah. <laughs> fair. No, I'm gonna go with games, and this may even be shameful to tell everybody here too. I like J date RPGs. I don't know what those oh, Japanese I know what they are. Japanese yeah, dating yeah. sites. <laughs> they're hilarious. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Actually, some of them. I've played a few of them. And they're actually some of them are fun. Like how to you how to have a boyfriend and stuff like that. Um, you know, um, Bill likes it, but I will only state too, like not like full hardcore on this, but, like, everything I've seen, uh, the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Actually, very well written. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's actually written, like, the way that Animaniacs and stuff like that used to be, but a lot of people, if you hear, they say, brony, brony, I'm a little uncomfortable with you using the words My Little Pony and hardcore <laughs> in the same sentence, <laughs> to be honest. You <laughs> haven't met Pinky Pony. hardcore awesome. This is true. Yeah. Twilight Sparkle is my wife. No, no, no. You like JRPG dating sims. I think it's pronounced waifu. Waifu. My waifu. Oh, my cherry 
impressive. <laughs> 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 That's so to all use that past. Okay. I see embarrassed. Maybe I still love the old BBC Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <gasps> show that was terrible. <gasps> Wait, not the radio play? No, the, no, the, the, the TV okay. show. Oh, yeah, was terrible. Yeah. But oh, it's it not good. It, it yeah. was. It, I'm, I'm, the radio I like it better great. than the movie. The radio That's play fair. was good. Um, so this, you guys have probably it. Uh, then Ewok movies. David I love the, the Ewok movies. David the Triffid. Okay, I can do that um, with you. That that was terrible and in color. Um, <laughs> that was the big selling point of that movie. But yeah, Ewok movies. I actually absolutely adore both yep. Ewok movies. Mm-hmm. I know how bad they are. I absolutely still love them. Because it's Ewoks and they're adorable. I just realized what mine is because I was struggling there for a while because but you know what I really liked rubber the tire yeah the killer tire I actually enjoyed Ashley sat down at one point watched three minutes of it got up looked over with a very judgmental like face and went back to like doing something else I don't care it was a fun movie it was beautiful it was a fun movie. I'd watch it. I would watch it again, and I'd watch the sequel if they ever do one. Pixels. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pixels. No, I was going to bring it up if you didn't. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And Ben also likes Fast and Furious, so I do like the fact there's nothing wrong with Fast <laughs> and Furious. The though. first one was all right. Yeah, I can't think. I'm not going to say it was it. Oh no, you you kind of had you, yeah, you paranormal so. and stuff. So yeah. Ghost Adventures. Ghost the Adventures the sci-fi kind of show? Yeah. I enjoyed that, too. It's fun. You know what? Especially when they go to, like, actual places that you personally already thought were haunted, and you're like, oh, I knew it. And you believe it for that episode, but not any other episode. <laughs> you guys remember the ghost typewriter? Ghost writer? Was that what ghost, ghost writer? writer? Ghost writer? Yeah. Back in the day? That? Oh, God. That was I don't Nickelodeon know what tonight. Yeah. I don't know if it was Nickelodeon uh, it was or... It was PBS. I, um, I just thought of two, I just thought of two other ones that might be kind of shameful. Um, <laughs> but I'm... Um, I watch uh, Everyday Italian on Food Network. Oh. <laughs> I can't say anything. I like. I really enjoy Man vs. Food every time I watch it. Yes, Man vs. Food yeah. is great. But I I, I, um, I watch uh, Everyday Italian not because I'm Italian, but because Gianna De Laurentiis is just beautiful. She's got a really oh. big head. She does. <laughs> <laughs> no I won't offense. deny that. All right. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we're gonna uh, do that oh, by no. going into our no. MFK. Oh no! Which we do no. at the end of every episode. Oh. Gotta go. Sayonara. Nope, nope. Everybody <laughs> is. Picking this was so much funnier before we actually had, had to do, do it. it. Oh, and I no. state that right now, oh. numerous people at this table are responsible for this mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, she thought we should do it, I, I but you came up with it. it. Do you, do you want me to start? Before we go any <laughs> further, get this trending. Hashtag get Theon's dick back. <laughs> oh, this is going to be horrible. And if that doesn't indicate where we're going with this, you don't know anything about Game of Thrones. All right. Oh, so real quick, no. because we established the rules of spoilers last episode, which I know was a little bit ago, but we know that no matter what, everything is fully sanctioned based off of our rules. If you're listening to our show, you will follow our rules with spoilers. We're going to be talking about some spoilers here for Game of Thrones for this past season. So, tonight's Game of Th- uh, MFK is Game of Thrones based, and we decided... <sighs> <laughs> 
I don't know the best way to say this out loud without <laughs> sounding yeah, yeah. offensive, but I'm going to say s- s- a special kind of loving. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best way and this is the way I can say this. So, our characters for tonight's MFK, and actually do what you butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would work. That would work. Because <laughs> nothing else does on a couple of the characters. This is... Horrible. I haven't even got to the names yet. Yeah, nope, know. nope. <laughs> Alright, so tonight's oh. list of characters for our Game of Thrones butt stuff edition <laughs> is Theon Greyjoy, Varys, <laughs> and of course, Hodor. <laughs> I mean, Hodor still has a dick, though. He's but, but he's dead. Huge. And he's, and he's dead. Uh, but, can, can but, I go okay, first? Oh, if we're not spoilers. fucking corpse here... Like, uh, well, that's debatable. That's that's up to everybody's opinion. I've already one. got mine figured let's out. Have Fish, alive, let's have him alive. Fish has got it. So, 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 yeah, so, yeah, so you right. marry Hodor because till death do us part. <laughs> oh. oh. I would kill Theon because I just don't like him as a character and uh, he's not doing it for me. And Varys. I would fuck him or butt stuff him or whatever you want to say. And whatever his little birds tell you. Correct. <laughs> Fair enough. He's more useful alive and unattached. Oh, some bitch. I'm gonna look at the person that looks most upset. Ben? God, you are next! <laughs> oh, man. You're so sad about it. See, this was more fun when I was originally thinking Daenerys and <laughs> Lady Marjorie. Yeah, nope. Nobody down for this. Damn so. it. Alright, well. Well, actually, no, no, hold on. Before. Do, do you want to know who his third originally thought no. process was? <laughs> Lady Mormont. And I'm like, you want to have sex with a child? No. I was <laughs> her. Is I this was, the Disney no, princess episode all over again? So no. I was picking her to die. I know, I know, I know. No. But I had to bring it up because it's fun. She's because, too threatening. Hey, I got shut down for talking about Sleeping Beauty and I was immediately called on the fact oh, that she was under 18. Oh, so. <laughs> You're willing to kill little girls? I've got a place in my administration for you. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I would butt stuff Theon. <laughs> because... Wait, stuff or stuff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Fish said it best. I, I, would, I would butt stuff Theon because you already know he's a submissive. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. No, it's terrible. That's so sad. Uh, I'd kill Hodor just because he's bound to die anyway. And I'd marry Varys because he can get things done. So that, that's where I am with that. Usually at this part of the process, as I'm calling on each of you, I'm building up my own response and I still have none. So. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So Rob's next. Yeah, right? So apparently I'm next. Yeah. Shoot from the hip. Shoot Do from it. the hip. So I think you got to kill Theon Greyjoy. Because there's... Straight up with the fact that, like, the whole reek bit that happened, he's constantly, anytime anybody called him Theon, he'd cower, and that gets really old really fast. Like, whether you're going to have sleep with him, and it's just kind of me, call me this, and I'm like, and it was like, and then you call out reek. Oh. Like, something seems mm. off about that. If you call him Theon, he's going to be like, no! <laughs> and I'm like, and then, like, he tightens up or something, and it's just not going to feel right. <laughs> Like, or it's gonna feel so. Right. It might, but oh, after you keep saying that over and over and over, and like this is only gonna be fun once, so uh, I think Theon's gotta go. Uh, and I feel bad because, like, I think he he turned a corner at the end of last season. He did, 
And you felt really bad for him while it was him and his sister, you know, on their way to, to meeting Daenerys. Um, but I think Theon's got to go. Uh, that leaves the hardest question of them all. Hodor or Varys? Only one of them. So you have to have, you know, have to fuck one and you have to marry one. <clears throat> Varys is very much kind of like Peter Dalish. You just, I think it's impossible to trust him 100%. Like, he is, he seems like he's got more, you know, irons in the fire than even Littlefinger. <clears throat> and that's kind of scary sometimes. Um, so I think that is a one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, god damn it. <laughs> yep. So I think you do the butt stuff with Varys. You sure not uh, Littlefinger? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't add him to this equation. So, <laughs> so, so I think uh, you do the butt stuff with Varys. Um, you know, hopefully his, his little birds have taught him many, many, many things. Because mm. that time, and we found out what those little birds really were this season... Which makes it that much more fucked up. Um, so, oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, and no, he didn't ruin anything. No, 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 we're not going to bring it up because <laughs> it makes don't. this all, all that much worse. Please don't. Um, so, yeah, the butt stuff with Varys. He marry Hodor, like you know, no matter what, he's always going to hold the door for you when you go into any place. God damn it, sorry, I had to do it before Aww. anybody else did. But uh, no, because generally, you know, he is the most stand up out of everybody there. Like just the amount of how much he cared for Bran was something really, really special. And that's somebody that fucked his brain up hardcore. I mean, come on. So you didn't even do that to him. So I'm sure he's going to be a lot nicer to you than he even was for Bran. So so you marry Hodor, you kill Theon, and you do the butt stuff with Varys. I'm officially now afraid to tell people about this conversation. <laughs> oh. So this goes back to the embarrassment? Yeah. So that's, that's hey, by the way, to. apparently me and Fesh's boss... Occasionally listens to this. That's Good luck at work. Yeah. <laughs> that should be all right. Oh, I got mine ready. We oh, send our that. listeners to listen to this. We do. Um, yeah, mine's pretty easy. Uh, because I can't do the butt stuff with, the, well, I guess anyone but Hodor, really. Um, I'm not stuffing anyone. Strapless. So, could. But um, Greyjoy is going to die just because I feel so bad for the guy. That it's kind of like putting him out of his misery. His life is just miserable. I just, I want to put him out of it. It's too painful to deal with his existence on a regular basis. And, um, Hodor has a dick. I'll fuck him. That works. And, um, I'll marry Varys because I'm a survivalist. I would like to survive. And he seems to have, you know, have a good chance with that. Smart answer. Yeah. Every one of us were like, wow, you're fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I can't butt stuff anyone. You could if you wanted to. I could if I really wanted to. Feshy. Alright, well, first and foremost, Hodor's gotta go. He's gotta die. He is very big and very special. Are you fat shaming Hodor? I'm not fat shaming him. Oh. I don't want to get crushed to death in the fuck scenario. No death by Snooston? And I don't want to get rolled over in the Mary scenario, meeting the very same... He's a big man. Separate beds. No, a lot of people in Game Thrones apparently sleep in separate beds. But no, they I'm probably not going to that in the books, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> I would kill him, which leaves me two choices. I think that I would fuck uh, Greyjoy. I wouldn't have 
enjoy it because he's a whiny. <laughs> but it's got joy in little, his name. I know, but there's no joy left in it's him. Great, man. great joy. So yeah. that's pretty much like uh, another way of saying sad. Yeah. Uh, at that point, I'm simply doing my duty. <laughs> and now. My watch mm. has ended. Um, <laughs> actually, it's missing, and we don't... Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Um, I would marry Varys. I really would. And I, I, I take Cat's tack on this one. It seems to me your best chances of overall survival would be sticking to somebody as cunning as he is. Plus, I get all the neighborhood gossip. That's pretty cool. We're sitting around, watching the really old fire pit, you. you know? There's nothing on because it's a fire pit. And then we just talk about what the neighbors are doing. In great detail. It sounds like In a lovely very, evening. Very, very great mm-hmm. detail. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Press guy Bill. So coming into this with pretty much no knowledge of Game of Thrones. And book or book TV or show? TV show. Oh, okay. Um, knowing what I know from spoilers and from what you all have said, uh, I would have to marry Hodor because, for one thing, I know he would always hold the door for me. Yes, you do. <laughs> Clippy can get down with that. Yeah. Uh, Theon, you said he, you said he Professor tenses Clip. up. Professor Clip. Sorry. Theon tenses up whenever you say his name. Oh no! I would be shouting his name the entire oh, time on Blood Stopping there. Him. Oh, good the Lord. entire fucking time, oh. which may only be about thirty seconds, um, if he tenses up as much as you say he does. Uh, and then I'd have to kill Varys because he sounds like he's got way too much information on him for one man to have or one non-man to have. That is yes. probably true. You are correct with that. I'm trying to remember what the comedian, me and Kat, found recently that we really liked. Uh, oh, we went to a dark place. Yeah. Yep. No, never mind. Oh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. John Mulaney said him. it best in his stand-up comedy. I he says, him. anybody He's that has answer. seen your dick and knows your parents has to die. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mulaney. So. But John Mulaney is a wonderful person. Uh, so, anyway... This I'm, was episode, so I think, 28. I yes, forget now. Yes. I, I want to try to the remember this episode as best as humanly possible. <laughs> Just because of the ending. This is, again, is equally as bad as the Disney princess, MFK. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no nothing's ever going to be as bad as that really one. one. Oh, Lord, that one was bad. It was really bad. I think that's one where I'm saying, yeah, whatever, sure, cool, and the good night, everybody, and didn't even give us <laughs> plugs at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So... But anyway, this was episode number 28 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, the monthly geek culture podcast. And always make sure you head over to caffeinecrew.com. Always make sure you head over to nextlevelradioonline.com because more of our stuff is there. And this podcast is going to be heading there at the end of the summer. Uh, and it's a very special thanks to Adam and Ben for hosting us over there. Um, but we're going to have all of our Too Many Games coverage. It's going to probably be going up starting this week. Um, usually we do after two weeks. gives us some time to reflect on the, upon the conventions. Um, we have time to go through the pictures, edit, interviews, all that stuff. So definitely check out that stuff. We had a lot of really good interviews, uh, really cool games that we talked about. So definitely check that out. Uh, as always, again, that's CaffeineCrew.com. You can always find us on Facebook and Twitter at CaffeineCrew. Sorry, I had to try to remember because we have... Some is the, some is Some is this, yeah. that, whatever. Uh, and as always, you can email us at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. Um, before we finish up the show, we're going to go around the room and talk about what everybody is working on currently, whether that has to do with the site, not with the site. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, wrap up from there. So, Bill. Uh, my Too Many Game stuff is going to be going up soon. Um, I... We'll have a very good reflection on it, uh, both good and bad, 
from what I experienced. The bad uh, part was me going with you guys, wasn't it, Bill? Oh, oh, of course, of course. Okay. It, was the worst, like, sure. it was the worst, like, three it's hours of my life. Yeah, I figured. Oh. I want to get it back. You should see the texts he sent me. But really, other than that, um... Hashtag get Theon's dick back. <laughs> We're making this happen. Cat, how about you? Uh, sequels. Working on sequels. All the sequels. Two. Okay, um, explain. <laughs> uh, so August 9th, um, the Philadelphia Coven Chronicle, or, yeah, I don't remember the other thing. Um, Scrying for Summer's coming out, which is the sequel to Hunting for Spring, and book two in Philadelphia Coven Chronicles. You already started book three of that, too, haven't you? I did, yes. Okay. And then um, the long-awaited airship sequel will be coming out in August, September. Which is called... Tale of Two Airships. Tale of Two Airships. Yes. Go, Fesh, go. Ben. Oh, don't go, Fesh, go. Are we skipping these two? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I'm going to go here because Fesh always usually has something witty and fun. Oh, well, I have... Oh, thanks yeah. for putting the pressure on. Uh, <laughs> now the start thinking. is on Damn you. It. Uh, well, uh, you know, as Robin mentioned, nextlevelradioonline.com, and of course, at NXT Level Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash nextlevelradioonline. We already have a number of podcasts as part of the network, and as you mentioned, Caffeine Crew is going to be coming over, but I'm developing another podcast right now uh, called The Wilhelm Files, which is a movie and film... They're the same damn thing. Uh, <laughs> show. Well, no, it's not show. It's no pretty show. much just movies. Just no, movies. Uh, it's like a movie roundtable uh, discussion podcast that'll probably be bi-monthly. Um, so twice a month to maybe three times a month where we'll discuss... So bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, that's what I meant. Bi-monthly is every two To every two months, months yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, bi-weekly uh, to monthly podcast where we'll discuss... Uh, every episode will be something different. One episode we might discuss the the films of Jeff Goldblum. Another one we might be movies directed <laughs> movies directed by Kevin Smith. Another one could nice. be the magic of Pixar. It, all different kinds of topics. We'll never run out. Different guests every week. So that hopefully by the end of the summer will be up and running. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, the main thing that I'm working on is, uh, I guess... Potentially in October, there's going to be a sequel to the Star Wars LARP that happened in uh, up at uh, DexCon. So awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I gotta do some work to recreate my arm because part of it broke, and then I gotta actually go further up the arm this time because I'm actually the character would develop so that mm-hmm. he replaces whole arm eventually because it just went from the elbow down first. You oh, should use cool. your magnet hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would make the world much easier if I wasn't using foam. Fesh, what are you up to? I have nothing. <laughs> when you said that witty part, like the little threads I was starting to put together, just poof. I had a feeling I was going to shut you down. Oh. <laughs> oh, you were doing it on terrible. purpose. I did it for funsies. Yeah. Clippy commands it. Damn it. I'm sorry. Cat, you look like Dr. Evil. <laughs> you do. Whatever. Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> Let's not shave trigger. No. <laughs> That would not be. even once? Just for funsies? That would be awesome. That actually would be kind of fun. Maybe just a random spot. <laughs> I did that to our cat All right, once. no, never mind. And, yeah, <laughs> I got that same look from Ashley. <laughs> when she was like, what? why is Waffle missing a patch of hair on his leg? So and that's, I was what, like, you, that's so what you're going to be up to after I tonight. I was drinking last night, and... So tonight, when you go home, you're going to continue to drink, and you're going to shave one of the cats. So I'm working on a hangover. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> And as for me, um, one of the things I definitely have to state is uh, also check out the other podcast that me and Ben do, yeah. which is DC Primetime. Um, that podcast happens every week, usually rain or shine. Um, 
the last couple of weeks. We missed the past couple of weeks because of holidays and tough scheduling. Oh, no, we only missed one week, so we're back but, on track. But we still put up a PSA. We did. We still put something up. Um, go ahead. I still have one more thing I want to mention real quick, and I know this is something you'll appreciate, too. Um, you mentioned earlier the, the panel that we did at Wizard World with our friend Tony Kim. Uh, I want to mention this for him. Tony Kim just made an announcement today on his Twitter and his blog post. He actually is venturing off into a new... Uh, portion of his career, and he just released a clothing line, hmm. which is um, really fucking cool. They're really awesome stuff, and they're all they're tri- they, they're he's working in collaboration with DC Comics. Everything is officially licensed. It's some really cool stuff. Cool. Um, so we want to give him a plug to. It's the hero within dot com, I believe. Uh, hero within store dot com. Hero within. Store. It's heroic style for everyday geeks, and it's some. Ri- it's like pea coats and hoodies and. It's primarily it's a male clothing line. I know there's a lot of cool stuff out there for for women like there that kind of blends in with normal day culture, yeah. uh, where guys had pretty much the hot topic gear or the hot topic gear. Um, so, uh, but yeah, this is a nice way for for guys to be able to kind of be kind of fashion forward and uh, integrate the geek culture and, into everyday and very subtly too. Yep. So, very big props <clears throat> to our friend Tony. And um, he's got yeah, so. he's the site is up now, HeroWithinStore.com, and you can browse it and everything that's on it. Right, he's got a couple things on it right now. Uh, he's going to be releasing more in a little bit, but everything's available for pre-order through the month of July. And uh, nice. also, the last thing I'm going to say too before I say goodbye for the night is also cat. Uh, is at Pixie Rants on Twitter. She's looking for people to look for, um, to sign up for advanced review copies of... Oh, yeah, for Scrying for Summer and for A Tale of Two Airships. I'll yes. probably have the Tale of Two Airships form up soon. So definitely make sure you hit up at Pixie Rants on Twitter. And you can send her a message if you're interested in steampunk novels or kind of a fun paranormal romance slash urban fantasy stuff. So make sure you definitely do that. Uh, but as always, this has been another month with us, and uh, again, sorry for the little bit of delay, and I'm waving, and this is an audio podcast, so you're not seeing that. But anyway, Nothing. thank you guys again, uh, it's always a pleasure to have everybody here, and we'll see you guys next month, most likely August will be mid-month, since we're doing this one kind of early, so it's not a month and a half waiting. So, we'll see you guys then. Peace! Bye. Ta-ta! Bye!